everybody. Welcome back to the Junior Funners program. Wow, caught you off guard. You thought because the season's over and we haven't done an episode for six months that we'd gone. But, well, you know, that's what we do. We keep you guessing. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're back. It's Junior Funners. It's the Junior Funners podcast. Back for, what are we calling this now, season three? <laughs> I think we, we just passed uh, three years of, a couple of weeks ago yeah. when we when we posted the first episode. Um, so, not a bad return. Uh, what, 60-odd episodes in three years? Yeah. That's, that's... We need to get to the... About a, about a third of what we should have done. Yeah. We need to get to the big number. We need to get to the... Mm. the the, uh, the nice oh, number. Oh, the sex the number, sex yes. Number. Yeah. The, the epic number, the yeah. Epic the number. Elon Musk number. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So it's, it's Junior Funners. We're back. We talk about Arsenal and that. Um, and it's hosted by your two faves, the Fun Boys. It's me. I'm Ollie. Hello. How are you? Did you have a nice uh, spring there? We're into the summer now. Great. We'll catch up properly at the end because we've got a lot to get through. But I do want to hear about it. Anyway, my other host here with me, finally, is Lawrence. Popple doo doo listeners. Hoo-hoo. And popple doo doo <laughs> Oh, poptastic, mate. Poptastic. It's me, Mike Smash, from uh, Feb, Feb, Feb Street, Swindon. The thing people don't know about Lawrence, he does a lot of good work for charity, mate. Under no circumstances do I wish to talk about, mate. Don't like to talk about it. Don't like to talk about it, of course. All the great work I do for charity. Yeah, yeah, and that's a fun sketch from like thirty-five years ago that uh, the you young listeners can go check out. Um, yeah, so it's been so <laughs> January tenth was when we uh, recorded our, our last episode. So yeah, about about a six-month gap there um, between then and now, more or less back half of the season. Um, can't remember what we were really talking about at that point, uh, but I mean. I don't know. Well, let's let's get into let's get into the Arsenal of it all because we've got quite a lot to we've got everything and nothing to talk about, haven't we? Really, from an Arsenal standpoint. Um, so let's uh, let's let's get things started with our first segment, Arsenal news. Uh, there's the uh, Arsenal news jingle. I'm drinking. I, I, I'm drinking a, a a cherry pie flavored beer, and mm. um, it is it's it's making me hella burpy. I'm trying to keep it off mic, but uh, it is. Yeah, I'm very I'm very bubbly from this uh, <laughs> from this cherry pie flavored beer. That frankly, as it you know, it, it's I've kept it in the fridge. It's nice and chilled. But as it starts to warm up, it does just kind of taste more and more like wine. It's like I'm just drinking a like a <laughs> A pint glass of uh, of kind of sweet fruity wine, but uh, yeah, whatever. It does the it does the job. I, I left. I forgot to have my my Jubilee bottle of cider this weekend. Oh, how bad! I forgot to have it. Oh yeah, we, <sighs> we got to talk about all that. Yeah, um, I yeah. Was we'll, really we'll participating. We, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I, I wrapped bunting all around my. <laughs> cock and balls uh, and uh, paraded out well, in the streets as did everyone aware, else aware me England it's like a one of these kind of little I think oh, yeah, shirts like, you get for the World uh, Cup when England play World Cup yeah like a Primark yeah 
or like when you get in a supermarket, like a supermarket mm-hmm. T-shirt that just has like England printed on yeah. it. We have like, was it World Cup eight twenty eighteen down in Cornwall? It was I think it was either in Sainsbury's or so, so, Lidl somewhere, and fuck it, it's got an England shirt. And uh, yeah, that, that that turned out great. Anyway, this isn't about England, it's about Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, although I suppose we could talk about England as well from a football oh, standpoint because yeah. we're currently uh, on international break. Uh, Nations League happening, very exciting, big tournament, uh, lots to talk about there. But um, but yeah, so also, I mean, reviewing the season. Um, if you so we we ended up finishing fifth, um, and. If I re- I mean, at the st- I can't remember what our predictions were for the start of, of last season, um, but I would imagine before a ball had even been kicked at the start of, of this season, if you'd said uh, you're going to finish fifth, comfortably finish in fifth, 11 points ahead of Man United, I mean, we would have taken that, right? I mean, that yeah. we would have we bitten off the hand of the person offering that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I probably... I'm- I don't know, but um, I probably said somewhere around fifth or sixth because I thought United were going to be in it. I thought they were going to be title contenders, like they always are. We did. We did say there were no excuses, didn't we? Yeah. I do very specifically remember us saying that. Um, yeah, that this this had to it had to be their season because that you know they got everything they wanted from from the fans' point of view. Christmas came and, early. Um, yep. Yep, and uh, as Christmas so often was, it was very disappointing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, I think it. Yeah, it, it's, it's. I suppose it does kind of speak to the overall progress that the club yeah. has made under Arteta, who you know we've had our doubts about at points. Um, <laughs> we flipped and flopped here and there. <laughs> yeah, we 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 don't really we don't really care. I mean, yeah. you know. We, <laughs> It's not like we don't really have any convictions about anything. We're so easily swayed. Uh, we're just, a fickle bunch, us football we'll fans. We're the wind, baby. We're, we're totally of the exactly. moment. Exactly, it's football. Yeah, it's it's all emotion and no logic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but the fact that we did come very close to finishing uh within the top four, and not I mean not just within the top four. If we'd won like just a couple more games, we could have pipped Chelsea to third. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were, we sort of went on a couple of really bad runs of losing against teams that we should have beaten comfortably. Um, but yeah, if we just picked up a couple of more victories, because uh, Chelsea were dropping points quite frequently towards the end of the season, man, we could have we, we could have snuck into third there and, you know, then we'd be in the Champions League. But then, I don't know, on the flip side of that, we'd then be in the Champions League getting... Yeah. You know, murdered in the group stage by like by good teams. You know, we, just, we had to play. We, like, we draw Barcelona or Bayern Munich, and then we just get yeah. hammered like seven one and an aggregate, and that would be yeah. out of Europe. Whereas, you know what? I know I saw a lot of people, a lot of I didn't on on online saying you're not a real fan if you don't want Champions League. And you know, it's like, but you gotta think of this logic. We're a young team, right? Yeah. Getting fifth is really good, right? We got the youngest team in the league. Finishing fifth is 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 probably is probably the best, you know. 
Uh, Youngest team in the league with a threadbare squad as well. Like just uh, like we got we got fuck all (laughs) on the bench beyond our like first choice eleven, which is something we've we've talked about quite a lot this season. But I mean, it it became very very apparent towards the end that you know that we we especially defensively we've got our like our first choice back four and everything seems to be okay when we're when they're all fit and available and we're able to line up with like Tierney, Gabrielle, yeah. Ben White and Tommy Asu and then have Ramsdale in goal. We seem to do okay. The second any one of those five uh, is is out it just throws the balance off entirely and it's just a complete kind of crapshoot as to how we do. Um and yeah it's that sort of that's kind of echoed throughout the team. We don't have much cover in many other positions throughout the team, but because of the the huge clear out we had in uh, January in the January transfer window, without bringing anybody else in. Yeah, it's uh, well. A lot of people were bemoaning Barmyang being sold. Uh, I was not one of those. I was. Uh, yeah. I was very much uh, the only you know good that we got rid of him because he was one of the last of that kind of little group of toxic players we had who were kind of well he's just I don't know yeah. just after his contract he just he started turning up late falling out with the manager and all these things I mean he had a malaria that was probably the only you know unfortunate thing but well, I think yeah I and his and he like his mum got very ill I, I think I my personal sort of theory is that he just um, he just stopped trying really after going through yeah after going through all that I think he just I mean, understandably, to a certain degree, just found it hard to care about football all that much, um, especially to the degree that Arsenal needed him to step up and be uh, because he'd been made captain, and because he was like the sort of focal point of the whole team, and there was so much on his shoulders in terms of the responsibility of kind of carrying that very young squad. Um, I think, yeah, he just the i suppose the perspective that a year like that would have where you go through having malaria um you know uh, family members loved ones getting very ill and then covid happening on top of all that and him catching covid like multiple times um yeah it's pro- it's it probably is difficult to sort of focus on or care much about football you know you you probably you're thinking more about the stuff that that really matters um which is kind of fair play to him, but it was just very unfortunate timing that it came after, you know, we handed him this new contract and we really, really needed him to kind of step up and be a leader um, yeah. and be the kind of reliable striker that he had been in the, the couple of seasons previous. And But he had to go. I, there's no there's no doubt about it. If he'd stayed, it would have been so much worse. And the other thing, yeah, the other thing was, was like, he was barely scoring any goals in, in, in the... yeah. The early part of the season so it, and we were playing better without him and then you know if you see Smith Rowe start uh, and uh, start making more of an impact in the team and, and Gabriel Martinelli having one or two moments I mean it's just the thing you know, senior players yeah. at some point have to move on to make way for the younger lot you know, just, yeah and uh, you know it's, it's as much as you know bloated pig man Piers Morgan wants to Go on about how he shouldn't have sold a bomb, Yangos. Shut, shut, you moron. Yeah, and he gets to. Yeah, yeah, that's it's win-win for him because he gets to complain either way, doesn't he? Really, he gets to he gets to carry on being a contrarian fuckhead. Yeah, no matter what. And yeah, people like people like him, you know. Who, uh, but you know, if a 
Aubameyang was still here, that probably wouldn't have meant Smith Rowe probably would have had to sit on the bench. We may not have seen Martinelli so much. I mean, this is the, the, the pros and the cons, you know. Yeah. And um, anyway, as I was saying. Right, yeah, I mean, Ed, Eddie and Ketia almost yeah. certainly wouldn't have come into the team at a time where we we really needed him to come in and start scoring goals, which he which he did. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Saka and Smithrow both got into double figures, I think, for Premier League yeah. goals this season, which is which is great for you know considering how young they are and the overall kind of lack of goal because we really didn't score that many goals in total over the season. Yeah, it was around sixty-one um, or so. Yeah, which is kind of bollocks for for a team that's supposed to sort of thrive on like creative football. Yeah, um, yeah, we're really not uh, we're not finishing the chances that we make. But yeah, for them to kind of yeah like to get into double figures for for goals for the season is is great and very encouraging. And like you said, almost certainly wouldn't have happened if if we stuck with Aubameyang and sort of just sort of either left him on the bench like we did with Özil or just doggedly stuck with him just out of pure stubbornness that would have probably ended up with Arteta losing his job because the results wouldn't have like the results wouldn't have gotten any better so yeah it's fine it it worked out for everybody i think yeah. he's gone to barcelona and you know he's sort of scoring when it suits i mean cuz barcelona still aren't that good at the moment um so no. You know, he's scoring in the games that don't really matter for them. And then in the big <laughs> matches, they're still yeah. they're still folding like a lawn chair. It was, it was quite um, typical, really, that in that I saw the Europa League semi-final against Frankfurt. And he had the, you mm. know, he already had to tap it in. And it just, you know, typical <laughs> yeah. Aubameyang fa- fashion. He just missed, entirely missed the ball. It was just unbelievable. It was like, that's the Aubameyang we, we remember from. <laughs> yeah, that's our boy. That's that's the player that we knew that Barcelona would be getting at some point. Eventually, he'd rear his head, but yeah, he uh, yeah he he really really showed himself there. Um, but it's what you got? Oh, you got some technical problems no, no, there. No, no, You're no, right. no. For some reason, this Bluetooth speaker was on. I turned it turned it off. Oh. Sorry about. That. <laughs> okay. Well, I, did, I didn't realize uh, yeah. that was even on. Anyway, uh, sorry, listeners. Uh, yeah, but as I was saying, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a while. We're a bit rusty. The uh, finishing fifth, you know, for Europa League, I actually quite. You know, I think now we can start playing younger players on a Thursday, trying them out. Charlie Patino and um, Mika Bireth and all these young players and Balogun can. Have, yeah, Balogun. As as, Balogun gets to you know come back as long as they don't go if, on loan. If we do, assuming they don't go on loan, and maybe they stay. It depends on who we bring in. You know, there's lots of rumours of Gabriel Jesus well, from Man City and blah blah blah, but nothing's nothing. I mean, yeah, there's there's anyway. I think yeah. I mean, I think yeah. The reason that we sent so many players out on loan this season was because we weren't playing in Europe. You know, we didn't have that extra competition to yeah. offer them game time in. I mean, the last season that we were in the Europa League. Uh, I really enjoyed watching those games because, yeah, a lot of the younger players got a chance to play and, and they looked really good. You know, like Eddie and Ketia looked really good in those matches. Joe Willock was our best player in quite a few of those games before we uh, sent him off to Newcastle. Um, you know, uh, Balogun scored his first goal for us. You know, it'd be nice to have him back sort of seeing what he can do in those matches. It, William Saliba, if we do if we do end up keeping him, I think, which well, I hope we do. Apparently, uh, over the weekend, there was a quote saying that he wants to stay at Arsenal. Whether this is official, uh, factual, I don't mm. know. But 
this is a this is a, a, a recent news that I've heard in the rumours that Saliba wants to stay at Arsenal. So yeah, <laughs> because I think we yeah it, it, we need we need more cover at centre back clearly because Ben White said his injury issues. Rob Holding in general has been uh, a good squad member for us. The only unfortunate incident he's had was uh, in the the Spurs match uh, where he went insane and just decided to get himself sent off for no reason. Mm. Um, But other than that, he's been pretty good. But yeah, beyond sort of those, I suppose those three kind of first choice uh, centre-backs with, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Rob Holding, Gabriel and uh, and Ben White. Um, It'd be nice to not have to rely on like Xhaka to fill in. (laughs) In in defence or, or oh. Cedric or Nuno Tavares anymore. That was, that was the other uh, rumour of Yuri Tillemans is another strong uh, rumour that's out there that he might be joining. I don't know when, but apparently, yeah. There's there's a lot of a lot of the players that we seem to be heavily linked with are also heavily linked with Spurs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's sort of just copying us. Stop copying it's us. It's like. You still copied. It was our idea yeah, to finish fourth first. Yeah. They copied it off of us. God damn. Uh, but we, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they famously, uh, you know, oh, you know, legendarily big spenders in the transfer market. You know, so the, the number of the, the the three or four kind of main big names that we are linked with, you know, it's oh, it's inevitable that we're going to be pipped to all four of them by Spurs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, like I feel like the absolute worst case scenario is like maybe we miss out on one of our targets to Spurs, and then that, uh, they're not gonna they're gonna get away with just spending as little money as they can uh, elsewhere in their team. So I yeah it, I, I I don't know if I was Yuri Tielemans, uh he's played in the Premiership long enough to kind of know Spurs' track record. At uh, you know, blowing it when it comes to big moments, so it's sort of like you know, oh, maybe he could get a few games in the ch- maybe he gets his big shot to play what four or five games in the Champions League before going out, uh, or you know, maybe uh, yeah, maybe he sticks out for a season in the Europa League and then has a decent shot of go- maybe going one game further in the Champions yeah. League the following season if he joins us. Well, you know, um. What I was saying about Europa League, you know, it gives younger players a chance, and plus, I think we have a slightly better chance of winning because we've how many times have we got to the semi final yeah. and the finals? I think, and the final, <laughs> yeah, we think we've got a bit more of a chance of winning this thing. And um, if the season doesn't yeah. go quite so well, then you know, Europa League is the, the other way into the Champions League. But to be honest, I only want to get in the Champions League just so you get that extra bit of money so you can spend on players or whatever. I don't really have much interest in winning the Champions League because no I mean that's not we're we're, we're way we're, way way we're not <laughs> way off of that there's no yeah yeah no I mean best case best case pie in the sky scenario for a team like Arsenal at the moment if we did get into the Champions League would be maybe we get into the semi-final and then get hammered you know we we somehow managed to avoid all of the good teams uh, <laughs> until we get to the semis and then, like you said, we play. You have to play like Munich or Real Madrid or someone, and then just get hammered like seven nil on aggregate. That would be that would be the best version of what could happen at the moment for Arsenal. Yeah, 
Whereas I agree, the Europa League, we've gotten to the final so many times in the last few years and the semi-finals. It, just the law of averages. We've got to fucking win it eventually. Yeah. And there's, there'll be no Villarreal because they finished seventh, I think, and Real Betis finished. Uh, they won the Copa del Rey, so I think. I don't know where Real Betis. Oh, okay. So uh, that means the only. No chance of getting sunk by the yellow submarine again. Yeah. So I think the only team we'd. If they are in Europa League, I assume. I can't remember the, the, the league table in Spain, but that would be one of the. Spanish teams we'd have to only have to worry about, and rather than Villarreal, which yeah, no, no Unai Emery reunion. Oh god, that got a bit annoying after a while because yeah, Villarreal got to the semi-finals of the Champions League, so everyone was saying, no, actually, Arsenal shouldn't have sacked Emery. He was the wrong man. He was the right yeah. man at the wrong time. It's like, just it's, do you? But it's still the wrong yeah. time then. <laughs> like, it, it's like, like, like it was still like it. Uh, <laughs> Even if that's true, it still didn't work. It was never going yeah. to work, and it didn't because of language barrier and just all, all sorts. Of, you know, I think he'd lost respect yeah, to the dressing think- room when everyone kept say, making fun of him for saying "good evening," "good evening." You know, "good evening." He just, he just became yeah, a I meme. Think- he just became a joke. It was just good. I think. Yeah, he also sort of just didn't have. Uh- he never seemed to have much conviction in his uh, in his tactics. And he was sort tinkering of with, constantly tinkering yeah. and changing around with the system and sort of just making subs seemingly at random throughout games. It, yeah, I, it just, yeah, it, it didn't work, I, I think. And on top of that, yeah, the language barrier, communication, I think he struggled to communicate to a lot of the players, so naturally he couldn't keep the dressing room. But yeah, I mean... I don't know. Yeah, it, no one should be surprised that he's doing well at Villarreal. I mean, his, his track record before he joined Arsenal was very, very good around the rest of Europe. So, yeah. Yeah, he likes the Europa League, but he's a you know, he's good, good tournament uh, manager, I guess. Good tournament manager, but he's yeah. not really for your, the league. He's not really a manager you picked for league no. form. Um, no, no, clearly. Um. But yeah, so I think, um, I mean, yeah, we've sort of touched on it already, but yeah, like the, the current kind of transfer dealings, because we're a mere, what is it now, four days away from the transfer window opening. Hmm. Um, and as with sort of most teams uh, that are sort of in the top half of the table now, the, the rumors are flying. We're linked with absolutely everyone you can imagine. Um, some of it just seemingly based on nothing more than like, you know, tea leaf readings. Uh, some of it seems to be based I heard on things a, bloke a little who more knows concrete. A bloke, he knows a bloke who works at Real Madrid who works at Barcelona, who knows a bloke who works at Man United. Yeah. Talk sport kind of uh, levels of rumour rumor mill. Yeah, this uh, this player's uh, full name, uh, you know, first, last, and middle name, uh, it, it, there's, it has a lot of the same letters as uh, likes the Gunners in it. So that seems to be, if that's not proof, I don't know what is, uh, that he's on he's on his way to the Emirates. Um, but yeah, there seems to be a lot of, uh, a, a lot of Man City players that we're linked with. Yeah. Um, I guess pr- probably mainly because of Arteta, uh, you know, having worked there. Um, and you know, maybe he has a, a good relationship with some of these players still a bit, but I mean, yeah, Gabriel Jesus seems to be the, the main one. Um, he's 
it looks as though he's whether he comes to Arsenal or not, he's on his way out at City. Um, them having signed Haaland already. Um, but I think, I mean, it looked as though his mind was made up even before that. But yeah, he, so he's he's sort of, uh, that's a, a sort of very persistent rumour, along with, because I think he's got the same uh, agent as Zinchenko as well. Hmm. Um, so that's the, the, the pair of them are sort of linked with leaving Man City and potentially coming to Arsenal, especially if they got the same agent. He's probably, you know, he's like, ah, it's a package deal. You get it both uh, for, you know, and... Uh, as long as you, you know, give me my, give me my, give me my cut. Let me, you want my beak a little, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, you gotta, you gotta let me in on this, man. You gotta get, you gotta help me out, man. You gotta, I'm in deep, I'm in deep shit, man. You gotta help me. And that's, they that's the quote I read me, anyway, from, uh, from their agent. They're gonna take my thumbs, man. They're gonna take my fucking thumbs. They're gonna kill my wife. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take either or both of them. I mean, Jesus is a striker, uh, I mean, full stop. That's the end of that sentence. He's a striker. He's a, he's a striker. I mean, we he, need a striker. That's, he can play that's... almost along. He can play either left or right or centre. You know, he, he's very versatile. Yeah, he can play anywhere in a front three. He's and he's good, he, he's good aerial ability. Proven at scoring goals. Um, yeah, he's proven at scoring goals at all levels as well. Yeah. I mean, he scored consistently for them in the Premiership. He scored consistently for them in the Champions League. Um, so, he, you know, he. <laughs> we know that he... He can. There's no sort of question mark over his, his quality in terms of whether he can score goals. Um, is he? You know, I, I, I'm I'm quite happy kind of being in the category that's not yet up there with Man City, but I'm happy to take their kind of, you know, their scraps and their yeah. leave. You know, the, the players that aren't good enough for Man City doesn't mean they're not necessarily not good enough for Arsenal anymore. I think he could do very well in this team. Yeah, I think. Uh- because he'll be surrounded yeah. by a lot of good creative players. I think he'll get a lot of service. He's certainly much more mobile than Lagazette, who, you know, because of his age, was just <laughs> couldn't keep up with all these young'uns, Lagazette, who were... Uh, yeah, I feel a bit bad for yeah. Lagazette. He it's just clearly tried so hard, like, every, every game, but it's just... He... It, like, if he, he, if, if he was still, you know, as fit as he was like five years ago when we signed him, he'd be playing kind of like a Harry Kane type role where he drops yeah. a lot deeper to to help win the ball, which releases the kind of, like you know, the faster, younger uh, players on the wings ahead of him. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's not good enough to do that <laughs> anymore. Um, and yeah, he can't, He yeah, like you said, he just doesn't have, he's got great skill, you know, he can, he, he can sort of dribble and his first touch is usually very good, but he can't, he's got, he doesn't really have any pace. He yeah. can't outrun anybody anymore. So it usually ends up with him like trying to trying to draw a foul to get a free kick or a penalty. And you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, I, he. But I mean, yeah, that's that's, well, that's another sort of transfer story. Is that yeah, his contract isn't going to be renewed, and he'll be leaving uh, at the end of the month, um, which is fair enough. But I, yeah, it, it, I appreciate sort of everything that he's done. I think he's been a good servant to the yeah. to the club, and he's clearly been a very important figure in this heavily transitional time kind of post Aubameyang. Um, you know, he's very well liked by all of the younger players. He sort of, it seems like he sort of made a real effort to get involved with them and helping them um, into the first team. So yeah, I, I, yeah, don't, don't begrudge him anything. I think he did. I think he, he tried his best. I think he, I do believe that he gave us everything he could. Um, but at the end of the day, just 
yeah, the, <clears throat> the quality wasn't there anymore. Yeah. So that's why I think he would be a good um, sort of replacement. He's kind of the same kind of height and build like Gabriel Jesus, but he's just got a bit more of this pace and as well aerial ability. So yeah, yeah. If 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 it um, if it does happen, that would be a that would be an absolute steal. Absolute steal that would be. But um, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, it's a problem when you don't and, finish in the um, Champions League, so you don't have that extra guarantee that they can allure a player. Um, yeah. That's the problem in fucking then, Tottenham finish fourth. They've always got, come, we've got Champions League. You want to come play for Spurs? Yeah, but then it's, it's like I was saying before, it's sort of like players, players have to sort of weigh that up against, oh, it's playing in the Champions League, uh, but it's for Spurs. Yeah. So it's, it's, no trophies. Mm, do I... Do I hold out for a team that's going to consistently be in the Champions League or do I cut my losses and accept that this is going to be my one shot at being in the Champions League? When the manager has fallen out with the owner and he leaves sort of Christmas time, you know. Yeah. Because the form, the form of the team's like mid-table, 20 points off of top four and of 30 points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be like... Uh, yeah, I mean, usually, yeah, start of a new season, it, it's 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 like six games, isn't it? I think it's after the first six games. If they don't start getting results, then it's like the pressure's on. Yeah. And of course, this season we got the the World Cup coming um, in the winter as well. So I feel like the sack race will be happening even quicker because teams will want to get that out of the way so that they can kind of start rebuilding during the World Cup. Yeah. So I assume. I assume. Premier League will be off when the World Cup's on. Is that how it's going to work, or are they going to carry on? Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. They they stop. Uh, yeah. yeah, they stop everything for. I think it's, it's about a month from yeah. like the. I think yeah, mid November to mid December, um, and then yeah, everything starts up again. But uh, yeah, but yeah, Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal. I yeah, both agree that we take that. I'd I'd take Zinchenko as well. To be yeah. honest, I think he's because he's a very versatile player. He can play in quite a few positions and. We desperately need can, cover yeah. in a lot of different <laughs> positions, so it'd be nice to have someone that can Not, move around and kind of fill in. You know, depending because he can play, he can play through the centre of midfield. Obviously, he can play as a fullback. You know, um, he's and he's a very very creative player. He's very we know he'll fit right in because he's a very good passer of the ball. Um, he's got a lot of pace. So yeah, um, I'd take him as well. And then uh, the other one is um, is one that's come up before weirdly but yeah Raheem Sterling hmm. um is I think this is he's entering the final year of his contract so there's sort of question marks over whether Man City are going to try and cash in on him now hmm. um or whether they let him go next summer on a free because it doesn't look as though I mean either way it doesn't look as though they're going to extend his contract which um I suppose kind of speaks to like how insanely deep Man City's squad is, but I, just, I, I personally couldn't imagine letting Raheem Sterling just run down his contract and let him go on a free... I, why you wouldn't want to keep him there for as long as possible is insane to me, hmm. but whatever. I don't know about Raheem Sterling, because, um, again, he would sort of, I think, block the uh, development of someone like Gabriel Martinelli or Smith Rowe on that left side, because he likes to play on that. I don't know. I mean, he, would he would he block it, or would he would having a player yeah. of his caliber help maybe. their development? Would having a sort of mentor figure? Yeah, maybe perhaps. 
That's the thing. It's like, I don't know. I mean, if he wants to come, then fine. But, uh, you know, he's pretty decent, pretty decent player. You know, you want to keep yeah, that I mean, English. Surely uh, you're not saying you don't. It's not like we don't have enough English, um, you know, homegrown players already. But, you know, it's, you know. Yeah. I think it'd be a, a great place for him to come. You know, he could be the. Yeah, I mean, I, know he, I, and I mean, I know he likes to play on the the left, but I mean, he is he's another one that's quite versatile yeah. in that he can play kind of across the front three, or you know, like in a sort of false nine behind a striker or whatever. You know, he, he can he can kind of do whatever he wants. Basically, kind of he sort of he pops up everywhere. He could uh, um, become the main man, sort of become sort of captainish. I think he could probably be a bit, yeah. bit, a bit of leadership quality there. I think he's got a bit of that that about him you know um i reckon so yeah 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 i see him as a, I mean, yeah he it, could be i was just you know just thinking captain of any of any team not just arsenal to be clear yeah. i think he could captain yeah but uh i don't know about that but, um i'm i'm open i'm open to it i'm open to it you know i'm saying that not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have okay just like what like De Bruyne, what about De Bruyne? How long about, has like, he got on his contract? Uh... <laughs> I was going to say, you sound like one of those guys that's like, when they're talking about like, you know, like insanely unattainable, like beautiful women that are like perfect tens. And it's just sort of like, uh, Rihanna, mm, yeah, yeah I get, I could her probably. forehead's kind of big though, yeah. you know what I mean? I think, mm, yeah, I, could... I wouldn't, um... <laughs> I wouldn't sleep with her, but I'd let her. I'd let her suck me off. Oh, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like say. one of the, one of those types of guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could totally uh, shag. Uh, what's her name? Bella Hadid. Yeah, I could totally. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. Uh, you, well, yeah, like even like the the hubris of sort of like actually, I would turn her down. Yeah, actually, 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 Beyonce, no, she's not for me. Nah, no, Beyonce's, no. Yeah, yeah. If she came yeah. up, I'd be like, no, babe, no, sorry, babe. No, babe, no, no, <laughs> sorry, no. I'm starting to look like I was doing powers in my glasses. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I was watching, I was watching it last night. Oh, was, behave. I was like, I could if I just come here a bit. Groovy, but anyway. Yeah. Have you seen any of um, Have you seen any of Mike Myers' new I, thing I have, on Netflix? I have not. I have not. I, I, I have not seen it. No, I don't. Um, it yeah. didn't get... I, it, from what I saw, it wasn't particularly well-received. I have to say, I, I did quite like parts of it. Um, I thought some of it was was very kind of. I mean, it is nice to see Mike Myers just kind of doing something again that wasn't you know that's not like Shrek or just like mm. a, you know like just sort of silly kids stuff. Um, it, yeah, it, it's and it's it's got like a good kind of. Uh, it 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 was quite nice to see. So you know, in an age where so many uh, like comedians of of his era and of his ilk are like just turning into the biggest <laughs> pussies in the world about like cancel culture and like wokeness and stuff like that. Um, he actually has made a program that is specifically about like the exact opposite of it, you know, where it's sort of like actually uh, every, it, the world in general would be much better if everyone is just nice to each other. And maybe, maybe like the older generation clinging on to power at all costs is one of the one of the ways that we're going wrong. Maybe that generation should know when to step aside and let the next, you know, the next generation take over. Mm. But um, yeah, it's like I said, in a world of kind of like Louis C.K.'s and Dave Chappelle's kind of like yeah. losing their minds and turning into just giant bitches over fucking the woke mind virus and all of that. It's uh, yeah, it was it was quite refreshing to see 
Mike Myers kind of taking a stand for just like people being just people treating everybody like humans, you know, that's, that's, yeah. It kind of speaks volumes about where we're at, that that's like a, that's like a radical idea that that's like a, that's, that's somehow political now just being nice to people is seen as like a, that's, that's it. You've, you've, you've somehow chosen a side if you treat someone with like basic human dignity. Yeah. <laughs> you're a, you're a lib cut, can't you? You're a. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're a woke, you're a woke lefty lib cut. It's, uh, uh, yeah. You're not anyway, based um, and red pilled like yeah, me. Oh, yeah. Alpha you're not Chad. based. Uh, you are your cap. Um, you're, you're mid at best oh, I love that. and, um, mid. Yeah. you're not even, you're not even close to being goated with the sauce. You're, you're, you're chuggy. Uh, so. You're chuggy. Yeah. Yeah. Cringe. All the, all the, all the Elon Musk words. Um, anyway, that, that should help with our like, uh, SEO, shouldn't it? Yeah. That's, that's enough buzzwords to kind of get like, like, people on the internet mad at us that we've, we've said yeah. all of that. Um, in terms of other sort of transfer rumors for Arsenal, um, I mean, uh, I'm just sort of scrolling through the um, the Sky Sports News uh, kind of you know rumor list here. Uh, I mean, Clement Lenglet has apparently mm. again you know mm. been offered to us and Spurs. Um, pretty much all of these players on here have been like uh, we're <laughs> are being chased by Arsenal and Spurs, or Spurs and Arsenal are going to be <clears> fighting <throat> it out for, but. Um, yeah, apparently he's been offered to uh, to us and Spurs on loan. Don't know too much about Lenglet. Uh, what, what, well, what do you think? Nah, I would say nah, because I don't know. He's not really cemented himself at Barcelona. I mean, he's had. Is he any better than what we've got? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, no. I guess he's more of like a ball playing centre back. Like he likes to. He's, yeah. But I don't know if he's any better than Gabriel, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 any, anything is Barcelona offering you a player. I'm just like red flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like I mean, the ones they got that are in the starting eleven aren't really worth much now. Yeah. So it, yeah, I mean that is it's so funny to read like the transfer gossip uh, columns at the moment and sort of see like whoever is in charge of sort of like the PR and stuff at Barcelona, it's so funny just because they are linked with players that they are never, ever in a million years. Like, it, like there's all this stuff at the moment about like Cardiff City putting in an offer for Gareth Bale. And it's like, that's Barcelona with every player that they're linked with at the moment. It's like, it's Cardiff City trying to land Gareth Bale. <laughs> like I saw, I saw, was it today or yesterday? There was one that said that they've, uh, They've said to Mo Salah that they that he can join them next season. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that's that's how transfers work. Yeah, the the, the club go to the player and say like, hey, you could come here. Yeah, that's balls in your court yeah. now, Salah. That's what you know, Arsenal. That's what we need to do at Arsenal. We need to be more like like a psychopath. They're like you know, you're my wife now. Uh, you're my wife. Yeah, you're my, you come, you're my wife. Yeah, come on. We need to be more. Yeah, we need of, to develop more parasocial yeah. uh, uh, relationships with, uh, with potential signings. In you need to be more, in the, yeah in the way that uh, you know in the way that like oh let's just pick a a type of fan at random in the way that maybe a Man United fan uh, maybe <laughs> maybe would do you know in uh, oh man 
We were offered several players in the transfer market and we didn't take them. Yeah. That's how yeah we were offered worked. Haaland. We were offered Haaland. Yeah, we said exactly. no. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that like, United, one of our old faves, United Trey, uh, popped up again on the uh, uh, images that precede unfortunate footballing <laughs> incidents uh, Twitter account. Because he tweeted, I think it was it was in reply to someone else as well, saying like acting like Haaland isn't already a United player. But he tweeted that in August of last year. Like this was this was like this season, this current season, he was still tweeting that. That's that is that's a level of delusion I I cannot wrap my mind around. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 manifestation. It's it's the new thing that people. It's, it's, it's the secret, you gotta, you isn't gotta, it? You're, you're putting it out you there. You've got to create it into the, in the universe. It'll somehow it'll come back in yeah. boomerang fashion, it'll, and it'll manifest in front of you. If I just keep saying girlfriend, I want to go for it. Eventually, one will come eventually. You know? And then you'll, you'll meet a girl, and you'll become friends with yeah. her. And then, yeah, and that's, that's, and that's it. Um, who else are we linked with? Um Oh, Arthur Mello, uh, who we were linked with, yeah. uh, I think, in January. Juventus are apparently uh, <laughs> offering him as part of a swap deal that would see them get Gabriel Martinelli, no. which is like, that would probably be the worst deal of all time, frankly. I, no disrespect to, uh, to to Arthur, but no way. <laughs> yeah, nah, um, I don't know. I've He's barely played for Juventus, so I haven't really seen... Uh, I haven't really seen any of him play. I've never really actually watched him play in any match I've ever seen on BT, whenever it's Juventus or even Barcelona Champions League. I don't think I've ever seen him play. So I, I, this guy gets mm. touted around a lot, but I've never ever seen him play because he's always injured. So it's like, yeah. I was going to say, I, I feel like I see his name a lot in like in relation to transfer rumors and stuff, not just for Arsenal, but just in general. But yeah, I couldn't tell you like, what his deal is, I, yeah, I feel like I've barely ever seen him play. You don't if he's if he's never injury prone. One is like, nah, I, no, not worth it. We got enough not of those, yeah. No, we got we got too many of those as it is. Um, who else we got here? Corentin Toliso, um, Arsenal and Man United could be among the sides readying an offer for the midfielder who will be leaving that, on a free transfer this summer. That one to me kind of reeks of a that that's a Spurs signing right there. Like it feels like he's a more <laughs> older player, sort of past his prime a bit, kind of not really. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I've not really got it in me. I'll go play for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking for speaking of Tottenham, I mean, yeah, the, literally the next one down on the list here is Richarlison, and it mm. says that Arsenal, Chelsea, and Tottenham are interested in signing Everton forward Richarlison. Um. I don't know. He seems a bit of a liability, considering we've had enough players that kind of a, a bit moody and have upset the dressing room and fallen out with the manager. Um, he seems a bit like a risk that's not worth taking, personally. Um, but yeah, could absolutely see Spurs spending like sixty million on him. Yeah, he's 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 right for Spurs. You know, he's got the right attitude. Yeah, he's got the right kind of. Mm. Shithousery about him. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. him in a derby just or, yeah, crashing the, into everyone, like letter at Lamella. I mean, he, he, if 
if Jose was still at Chelsea, he'd be a perfect uh, Mourinho signing, yeah. wouldn't he? Just a, a a big, tall cunt of a striker. <laughs> Just that's. I mean, that's that's his. Like that's one of his scrap. trademarks. That's sort of what he. Yeah, that's that's Mourinho's bread and butter, isn't it? That's that's his. He can't. He can't. I mean, every team he's ever been at has been built around a big shit house striker. Hmm. Well, at Roma, he's got um, uh, Tammy Abraham. He's not very shit He's pretty good. Yeah, anyway. No, but then I mean, but then also like Roma, <laughs> he's not doing that well at Roma, is he? So uh, uh, apart from winning yeah, the, won the uh, Europa Conference, you won the conference, but anyway, you'd be. I'm sure he'll be fine yeah. next season. It's his first season. When's his second season? He'll be. I'm sure he'll be. He'll be up there and uh, blah. You know, he'll be. Uh, he'll be. He'll be gone by. By <laughs> I, I would say probably after the World Cup, um, he'll he'll be gone. But, I mean, well, that's another one. Tammy Abraham is one that we've sort of been linked with before, um, that we seem to be sort of linked with again. I I think I even said in a previous episode, I was annoyed that we didn't make more of an effort to sign yeah. him before he went to Roma because he seems to fit the exact profile of the type of players that uh, Arteta was, was aiming for and bringing in. You know, you, you think like in that same window, we brought in like, you know, Ben White and Aaron Ramsdale and Tommy Yasu um, and signed Odegaard permanently having a player like Abraham would have been perfect you know for for that sort of group of players to come in all at the same time but I mean you know I don't know with hindsight we still had a Bamiang we still had Lacazette we still had Nketiah uh, maybe there wouldn't have been room for another striker but mm. yeah I if we if if there is still a chance we could get Tammy Abraham I think we should because um, it'd be a nice again um... he's a guy that sort of cooked proven that he can sort of do it at all levels it'd be a nice option to have having a nice big tall striker because uh, we've got too many yeah, too many shorties very skillful as well too many shorties in the team too many uh, five foot seven guys yeah <laughs> uh, we need yeah we've got too many little 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 babies <laughs> we need we need a six foot we need um, someone over six foot one at least in the team someone who can handle a high ball or cross head it or um, can hold it up yeah. field you know we need someone I think, it, yeah, it sort of speaks volumes that we, like, we were sort of pretty good from set pieces this season, but a lot of them were scored by Gabriel, who has got to be one of the tallest players in the team, yeah. if not the tallest. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, Probably would be Burn Lennon, maybe would be second, but he's goalkeeper, anyway. Yeah. Who else we got here? Um, Aaron Hickey, um, that one's, I mean, that was one that sort of would, First heard about a while ago, but, yeah. Um, yeah, another another highly rated Scottish fullback, kind of you know in the mould of Kieran Tierney. Be nice to have him in the in the squad, I reckon. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, that's um, as an uh, you know, I'll, I'll be for it because he's another young player. <laughs> and, uh, mm. Yeah, hopefully he's not injury prone. That's the other thing. I, I hopefully why is it about Arsenal? They all come to Arsenal and. Everyone becomes injury prone. We need to sort out the physio yeah. side of the team. We need to get better, better people. Maybe need a need a moratorium on the physio yeah. staff till we can figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. We need to figure out what the hell's go- these these physios. They come here. They got their magic sponge. No they one knows what's on the magic sponge. The magic sponge, and it, and it does, they say it doesn't do anything. They say it doesn't do anything, but I I don't know. I don't know. You make it. I you tell me. You tell me. <laughs> These these physios, they're not. This is the wettest. Not good people. This this they're is not, the wettest sponge I, with, with from the standpoint of water. 
from the standpoint of water, this uh, this sponge, it's very wet. It's very it's a very damp sponge. My friend Pat Rice, he called me. He called me. He said, "Can you believe how wet this sponge is?" He said, "Don, Don, can you believe how wet this sponge is?" Um, <laughs> there we go. That's like sleepy Joe. What, like four. sleepy Joe Biden in the, in <laughs> President Biden. He's he's a, he's a wet sponge. Biden. He's a wet sponge. He's doing With President regard to the Biden's, Ukraine Russian conflict, he's a wet sponge. He's Biden's. He's doing president. He's doing president, and he's soaking up all the ice cream. That's what he's, he's doing. He's, he's a big sponge. He's soaking up all the ice cream. Um, only took us three quarters of an hour to get into the Trump stuff. Yeah. Uh, I can't help so myself. I love it. It's I. Like, it's like we never left. Yeah, but you know, you, you, we're, <laughs> it's like you get back into the old chair. Oh, yeah, there we go. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's like a yeah. You finally find that groove like riding in that a bike. chair you've been haven't sat on in a long time. Ah, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, riding the world's stupidest bike. Um, who else? Marquinhos, that's a name that I keep hearing a lot, that it seemed as though that was like a done deal, but then it turns out that that's going to like drag on now for some reason. Yeah. Um, but he's another another young uh, Brazilian player. That, I mean, it, yeah, we'd, we'd, our, our just hunger for Brazilian players just knows no bounds. We're just going to keep bringing him in. <laughs> Yeah, this one. We're gonna be like uh sounds like, like uh, uh like uh we're gonna be like wolves with Portuguese yeah. players. It's just yeah, us and, and the Brazilians. I think there, I think there is there I think there might be a Brazilian team called Arsenal. Maybe there is a maybe the South American team. I think it might either I don't know which league it might be in Argentina, but I think there is a mm. Arsenal in South America, one of them. I don't know whether which country. Mm. Anyway. Um but yeah, this one sounds like uh an Edu Edu kind of signing. Just try and find some yeah. eighteen year old Brazilian that we can sign for literally no money at all. Yeah. yeah. But Yeah. Really shall see. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It does smack of Edu. Um same thing he's good at now. He then, can't seem to do anything else. It's just like <laughs> he can't seem to recruit anyone yeah, it's else. All, from it's Europe. wild that like sort of the first the first transfer window that they kind of got out of Arteta's way and let him Sign the players that he wanted, and they were all pretty much, yeah, they were all pretty much instant successes. There was none of this sort of like weird kind of like, I don't, yeah, you didn't, you didn't get the vibe that these signings were kind of just like, well, where's that come from? Like, yeah. what, I, what uh, that there has been the, the last couple of windows where just suddenly on the last day, it's like, oh, David Louis, David Louis on deadline day, what, what, yeah, um, or yeah, or Willian, or uh. Your uh, My, your your problem child, yeah. Nicola Pepe. Well, he sounds like he's probably off. It's a shame because I, yeah. I stuck by him all this time. But you know, we have to come up and realize that you know it just hasn't worked out. And um, hopefully, it goes back to France or somewhere or wherever. I, I don't. Know. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that that's that was an unfortunate. Um, that was that Raul Sal Salonini guy who. Stolen, yeah, paying yeah, ridiculous money now. to agents try and get this. It was that was a real balls up of a deal. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. Okay, yeah. leave him alone. It wasn't Pepe. It was it was Raul Salonetti? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. Um, yeah, he was never going to be able to live up to that price tag. Yeah. Um, either way, but I don't know. Yeah, still, I still expected more from him. Um, but yeah, I we don't. I, we don't. 
need him, you know, anymore. Like we've sort of proven this season that we're we're not we're not dependent yeah. on on him. You know, we've got options in the squad um, that are more reliable. So um, yeah, we're not we're not. There's no kind of desperation to, to keep him. So yeah, let him let him go. Um, let it go. Let it go. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Got possessed. from uh from Frozen, Frozen, Frozen. From uh from yeah, by uh, by Katy Perry. Yeah. Um yeah. Katy Perry now. Oh, Katy Perry. If I came up to me, right, Katy Perry, I'd say, no, I love that, no, 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 sorry, mate. Can't do that. No, 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 no. sorry, no. Nah. Um Yeah, and then uh, William Saliba, it does say he's put an end to speculation he could leave Arsenal this summer after confirming your return to the club for pre-season. Um, that was, yeah, that was quoted from yesterday. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'd like to see him come back just if, if only to sort of finally get a chance to see what he can do. I mean, he's, he's been here for a couple of seasons and we haven't seen him in an Arsenal shirt outside of a couple of, uh, you know, friendlies. So yeah, give him a, give him a chance, give him a chance to sort of, uh, get a run in the team. On, Europa League is a perfect, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, Europa League seems like the perfect opportunity to sort of give him a chance in the squad, give him a run out of a few games, um, let him fight for a place. Um, and then I th- the other, I suppose, the other thing is that there's there's rumours that Eddie Nketiah has been offered and has accepted a new contract. Um, hmm. We've had confirmation that uh, Mohamed El Nenny has extended his contract, but um, yeah, there's I think yeah, it looks as though Eddie's going to be staying for uh well at least another he's young enough to probably be for a few his contract be for a few years but um yeah i think you know i i i i'd like to keep him i'd like to keep him around i think he's he is a he's proven as a very good option for the squads he's clearly very well liked within this uh within this team um among the other kind of young players so i yeah i i don't see any reason to to get rid of him if that's avoidable. Um, whether he's like good enough to be the main guy to take us to the next, you know, if we're talking about like wanting to get in the Champions League on the reg, um, at the moment, I don't see it being him that's the guy that does it for us, you know, in terms of scoring, you know, 20 odd goals a season. But I, I don't know. He's still young um, and he can definitely, I think he can, even if he's not doing that, I think he can still. Uh, contribute greatly towards that so yeah i would rather that we keep him i i I agree yes uh you know five goals in eight games that means uh 10 in 16 which means it would be uh 15 in 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 24 is that right yeah yep and then so 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 yeah he's can't argue with that numbers bound to have at least 15 goals a season all right i can definitely imagine this yeah yeah He's going to be. He's, yeah, I don't think that's. I, I, yeah, I don't think that's that's crazy. It's going to be say. England's number nine. Um, you watch England's number nine, Eddie and Ketty. <laughs> so. Yep. As long as there are, you know, like really bad injuries to, you know, like Harry Kane and Tammy Abraham and uh, I guess Phil Foden can also play there and uh, Harry Kane becoming Jared Bowen as well. Harry, Harry, Harry Kane becomes so disillusioned. He didn't make the move to Man City when he should have, and he's still at Tottenham, and he's 30, 30 yeah. years old. He still doesn't want anything, and he's like, oh, God, what have I... He just, he just gives up. He just he goes on a we'll eating done. binge, and he's overweight, and he just 
yeah, he goes full Elvis. Just yeah, yeah just gains loads of weight, takes loads of pills, like, and then uh, dies on the toilet. So I saw a picture of Wesley Snyder. This, I think either this year or last year, where he's playing a charity match, and he's he's really put. On, oh yeah, he's really put on the. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh my god, like uh, like Willie Ann. Yeah, that picture of Willie Ann last season when he was <laughs> he was like that game in preseason where he just looks like he uh, was like crusty when he drank all those milkshakes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Harry Kane. He's going to be <laughs> outside the uh, Tottenham ground. Yeah. He's he's oh, he's been in local kebab shop. It's just he just went mad. He just just yeah. Jack and Hyde situation with yeah most kebab uh, shops. yeah most <laughs> most footballers get arrested like you know coming out of nightclubs and stuff like that. But no, Harry Kane seen picture with kebab shop. five kebabs. Yeah, it's like pictures like when uh, like when Alan Partridge gets all depressed and gets <laughs> fat off a of Toblerone. Harry Kane drove up to. Uh, <laughs> Dundee in his bed. to Dundee. <laughs> Eating kebabs. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, was that, there's, there's no other, uh, I, that I've, I've, I've grown tired of talking uh, about Arsenal. Um, oh. oh. Was there anything else? I mean, well, well, was, was there anything else to say? Well, I was just going to sum up by overall, you know, despite, Finishing, you know, it, we could have finished. It was a missed opportunity. It was those three games: Palace, Southampton, Brighton. That was kind of unfortunate. Yeah. I know beating Chelsea and United played over the cracks a bit. It was fun. It was great. But at the same time, we kind of like shot ourselves in the foot losing those three games that we should have yeah. won. But overall, I think fifth is a pretty decent um, finish for the season. I know. God, I see a lot of people on the BBC. Um, comments have your say, you know, a lot of Spurs fans giving it the big and we're now, they call us yeah, the, yeah. the Woolwich Bottler Factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? How many trophies? How yeah, many trophies? Okay. Anyway. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> How many trophies? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll see what those people are saying uh, come, yeah, come Christmas. Um, but yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, as I said at the very start, you know, before this season even began, if you told us that we'd finish fifth, yeah, we were um, taking it. Right, and, you know, we'd get the Europa League. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like, you know, the gap between us and sixth as well is, you know, yeah, we we finished eleven points ahead of United. I think that's that's getting lost a little bit in all this as well. Is that like, you know, we finished yeah comfortably ahead of uh, the greatest club in the world. <laughs> yeah, and it's been a great because everyone's now hates Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> Everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone's realised he's 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 he's, you know, he's a prick and he's been hyped to. Yeah, the he's moon. just like a moody little bitch. He's, yeah, and it's. I think as I mentioned before, he just seems to hate defending. Like he he like he has an active dislike of doing any defensive work. Uh, yeah, he'll just, he and he plays all these weird like back passes that put his defenders under unnecessary pressure, and then they usually end up conceding from it because like. All of their defenders have just been shit all season, you know. Like it's it's been it's been so easy to sort of you know to for teams to like get through like you know Maguire and Varane and Tellez and yeah they I, they've all looked they they've they've just been it, yeah it's been like a fifty fifty chance as to whether like you know if you get like into the United penalty area if De Gea manages to save your shot then like you I don't know. 
you'll get a corner and then you can take another one and then just keep yeah you'll eventually score like it, it's not like that you, you don't have to worry about united's back four anymore at all just one two pass around harry Maguire and you're in you know it's like it's easy peasy yeah <laughs> so it's got yeah. to a point where it's just, he's, he's just he doesn't lugging that big head around he just doesn't have the pace i guess i just yes it gets to a point where you feel i feel kind of bad but and it's like it's hilarious because it's man united but you know, <laughs> yeah because he doesn't do too badly for england but it's where it's at man united but even people are now booing him when he plays for england it's like it's... yeah i think it's like i don't know wait until he actually fucks up for england because he does do well uh, for England same with Luke Shaw like Luke Shaw's had a shocking season for United but for England he's always done well and I think like yeah like Jordan I, I feel bad for Jordan Pickford because like uh, Everton's defence have obviously been like shockingly bad all season and, and they kept them they in the league. end up mm. fucking, yeah they fucked him over so bad um, and it, yeah he sort of it's, it's literally been down to him in a couple of matches you know to make the difference that ended up keeping them in the league but yeah um yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, the, the, the international football and club football, there is kind of a... I, obviously, like, you know, if your club form is truly terrible, then you're not likely to keep your place in the national team. But then also, it's like, I don't know, if you take Harry Maguire out of England... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Tyrone Mings, <laughs> that's for sure, I just think... Yeah, Tyrone I, I I mean, I do quite like Tyrone Mings, but yeah, he does. he's... He's got mistakes in him. He does make. Yeah, there we go, Ben. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, if Ben White stays fit, Connor Cody, I think, would probably be the the sort of Mm. he. He strikes me as like the kind of first uh, first choice to replace, um, you know, uh, Harry Maguire at centre back or anyone at centre back. To be honest, I mean, yeah, I think he's sort of the. But yeah, I I don't know that there's too many other obvious choices uh, besides besides uh, Harry Maguire. Um. Anything else? Anything else Arsenal related? Um, no, you know, just people need to be a bit more positive, you know. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that'd be nice. I listen to uh, one or two podcasts where it's like they're just so just so dour and negative all the time. It's just like you know, so you gotta you gotta get over the days of, of Henri and Burkamp. You know, you gotta move on. You gotta move on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's twenty years ago, man. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's like we all we all love we gotta, we all, you know we all love we all love them, but gotta move on. I mean, yeah, I mean, Liverpool had to go through it, didn't they? I mean, they they went through a period of just absolute dominance, and then had to go through sort of a ten fifteen year kind of transitional period where they they are now back at the you know at the at the kind of at the very top, competing for you know for everything, but. Yeah, I mean they they had to they had to go through season after season of you know only finishing you know fifth sixth, having to settle for like you know maybe winning the odd uh, FA Cup or League Cup every now and then. Selling, before they started like you know selling your best striker to Chelsea. I mean that's that was, yeah. Although the fact that he then completely bombed at Chelsea was <laughs> yeah, that, very that funny. Was great. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, they played an absolute blinder there. But yeah, and I think yeah, it's that is something that yeah, Arsenal and Man United are having to go through now is that that kind of that Liverpool period of like the sort of through the through the nineties and early two thousands, you know, until until we get our our Klopp, you know, until we get to our Klopp era, 
That's, um, that's the thing we have to. Yeah, we, this is this is where we're at. We have to think about next season. You know, Chelsea under the new owners. I don't know how much they'll have. They may not be able to. They may not be like Abramovich, where they just spend like crazy. Mm. I mean, May United they're going to you know, Ten Hag. Who knows what they're going to be like? Because even though he'll probably want to rebuild a squad for the future, they'll still want to want trophies. They'll still think they're entitled. To, oh yeah, to yeah. everything. So that won't change. Yeah, it? absolutely. They, they, yeah, they all appreciate that it's a transitional period and they're re- they're rebuilding, but also they need to be competing for all the trophies all the time. So it's like you know, I think next season is going to be you because you don't know what, I don't know whether, whether someone like Liverpool may plateau or not. You know, after five years or so, maybe they might. I don't know, or, or I don't know, but. Um, I think yeah, next season I mean, it could uh, could be completely different. Who knows? I mean, with Newcastle as well, that's the other problem. You've got Newcastle to compete with yeah. now and the transfers with money and all that. But um, we'll see what next season's like. It could be completely different title race. It could be Newcastle and yeah, it could be Tottenham yeah. and Newcastle. Yeah, that wouldn't that be great for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Tottenham wow. Newcastle. Yeah, that would be. Means- what year is this? Wow. I mean, mid nineties. Yeah, that that's uh, the Ginola Derby. Yeah, it's like nineteen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea is going to be an interesting one because so many of their like, uh, like pretty much all of their like defenders are out of contract, aren't they? Like, like yeah, they're not going to have uh, Rudiger and Christensen. <laughs> they're not going to have Aspetta, Rudiger's gone. Marcus Alonso apparently allegedly yeah. might be off. Christensen, I think. Yeah, another Christensen. One. Is, so like, yeah, he's out of contract. Silver, I think Silver's thirty-seven now, yeah. isn't he? Thiago Silver. That's yeah. So, I think there's lots of positives. We are in a good place. We've got a nice, good young team. They're grown yeah. together. All we need is maybe a nice, good striker and maybe a couple of extra defenders and midfielders. Maybe another winger. A uh, good backup goalkeeper for Ramsdale, I think, and we've got yeah. we've got a team. We can we, we can compete. Anyway, yeah, for the for the first time ever, Arsenal are just a couple of signings away from really challenging for the title. Yeah, I think we just need to because this is the thing I mean, with this, Man this City. This is new ground. This is new ground we're breaking now. With Man City and Liverpool, where they're just like a hundred goals every season now, they're just breaking records. It's becoming kind of ridiculous it's like almost like a sort of bubble like a goal market yeah. bubble where it, it, eventually there has to be a, a shrink eventually the big teams they lose form or something and they just like yeah we'll, we'll go back down to the the highest goals in a season you know in the 60 to 70 region again you know like the old, yeah but um I remember one time on uh, one season uh, on Football Manager, I managed to. Uh, I think I was managing Arsenal, and uh, Gabriel Martinelli won the Golden Boot with seventeen goals in one season. And he got like he got like an Achilles injury, so he was like injured for like the last like two months of the season as well. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's it, it it can happen. Like statistically, it can happen. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't put it in the game if it wasn't realistic. I was. There was this bloke. This, I think he's a Chelsea fan. He's a sort of one of these YouTube social media people. He's been on Talk Sport, and he was saying that yeah. he thinks uh, he thinks Bernie Haaland's going to flop 
in the Premier League. He's going. He's he's, he's, he's for a bold prediction. He's going. Erling Haaland's going to flop because you know uh, any players in the Bundesliga, you know, don't do so well in the Premier League. Unlike uh, Kevin De Bruyne, unlike uh, Thiago mm. Alcantara, unlike. Uh, you know. <laughs> Abamyang. Abamyang. <laughs> I mean, I know he didn't do so well at the end, but I mean, he's, yeah, he's like, wasn't he like, he was one of the quickest players to get to like 50 goals yeah. <laughs> in like, in, in 50, in like Premier League appearances. Like, it, yeah, so, like. Players of the Buddhist What an insane, what an insane thing to say. What a fucking insane like yeah, players in the Bundesliga, they, yeah, they can't handle the premiership. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but they, they just, Talking out their ass. It's just funny to I mean, watch. Yeah, well, it's, it's talk sport, isn't it? To, I mean, yeah. it's the, the first rule is just don't listen. Don't. I do. Don't I listen can't to talk sport. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta listen it to rots what. rots your brain. I gotta listen to what. Uh, what's his name? Simon Jordan. Without full the respect. Full the oh, respect. God, yeah. Arsenal. fantastic. I much prefer. I much prefer listening to Five Live and listening to uh, to Clinton Morrison. To be fair, listening to Clinton Morrison. To be fair, to be fair, he's had a really good season there. To be fair, no, no. To good. be fair, though, he's had a really good season. It was quite good uh, on Five Live on the Champions League final because uh, when they were talking, I thought all the crowd, the uh, the police trouble that they had, with the, and um, oh yeah, and but they had to. We have to cut away from the open ceremony because, quite frankly, it really doesn't matter. Really, <laughs> that was like. That's so true. Why do they have opening ceremonies? Yeah, like silly Champions League or whatever Europa League. Yeah, having an opening ceremony for like a like a, a the final of a tournament is very weird. I understand having like an opening ceremony for something like the Olympics or the World Cup. You know, having it at the beginning of like a weeks long sporting event, but doing it like at the final, like a one, a, a single match at the end of a tournament, seems just stupid I, yeah that, what a bizarre waste of time that is yeah they gotta they gotta justify the stupid money that they throw around yeah all the advertising know. money and everything it's yeah it's, we want, yeah, we want it's, uh, big cola bottles dancing around yeah 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 we need these yeah these big tires need to uh like do ballet next to each other while this person <laughs> sings the this uh, official sponsor anthem. This Gazprom <laughs> Gazprom mascot needs to do a little little word um, uh, Fortnite dance in the middle of the pitch. You know. Yeah, he needs to do an interpretive Fortnite dance in between these pyrotechnics. <laughs> well, uh, well, Andrea, well, Andrea Bocelli sings uh, uh, Conte Pachiro. <laughs> do do a looper. Uh, we'll yeah. sing the national anthem. <laughs> of Albania. Um, <laughs> all right, is that that's that's it for uh, Arsenal, uh, right? Yeah. I, 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 More yeah. or less. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and then um, I guess we got to talk quickly about the uh, the, the platy jubes. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Even just saying that out loud, I I really want someone to just hit me in the head with like a cricket bat. That is, I I feel. I feel stupid at having said that. I, I've lost, I've lost like twelve IQ points just from saying that out loud. Anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the Queen and that, and then we got we got a game, we got a quiz. It's been so long since we've done one of these, but uh, yeah, we'll be back in a little bit. Okay. 
you hear me? Yeah, hang on, let me just, uh, my mic keeps dropping all the way down here. Mm. Tighten that up a bit. Uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a pill for that. And that leads me into our next uh, feature, bluechew.com. Uh, if your mic keeps dropping mid-podcast, uh, mid I'm only joking, but bluechew, get in touch. You, you know, I, I feel like the bar is pretty low seeing... Yeah, I mean, seeing some of the other podcasts that Blue Chew advertise on, I mean, I feel like they, I, they surely could do worse than us. So, you know, anyway, um, we'll leave that in. Um, you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to get a glass we'll of water. We'll, <clears throat> we'll leave that in on spec, on spec for, uh, for, for Blue Chew. I just, uh, yeah, Mike, just checking me levels, listeners, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah. You're such a I level. Am. You're, you're so level pill. I am level. You're a, I'm just. You, you're a, you sound like a real level cell. You're a level cup. level cell. Yeah, well, you know, I just want the best sound for our listeners because I care about all yeah. two of them. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you listen to uh, music on flack as well. You fucking loser. I. Uh, oh, I. I. I Probably they call it lossless flack because uh, the people that listen to it will never lose their virginity. Probably, <laughs> isn't that what? <laughs> that's what isn't that what iPods use? That's the audio format for. I, I can't remember. Uh, no, because I I remember back in the back in back in the the, the long the long before times. Oh, yeah. Um, no, if you were trying to download, if you were trying to like torrent something and you accidentally downloaded a flack, it wouldn't work on iTunes. You couldn't put it on. Uh, you couldn't put it on an iPod. It had to be an MP3. There was only like certain players and things that would. What the fuck are you know. doing? He's got his guitar I out. I, I, I just felt bored. I was just like, my, what? Oh, I'm boring you, am I? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, don't know. I just like, <laughs> I was gonna like, I suddenly had an idea for a jingle. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, okay. Well, um, I'll put this. Oh, all sorry. right. Well, I'm okay, sorry. Let's let's hear it. No, 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 no. We'll have to, well, forget it. We'll forget. Sorry, I, I had an idea well, just, for a jingle. Then. Just to break outside of the, break outside of the bubble just for a moment. Um, some breaking news here. Our beloved thatched roof cunt of a prime minister uh, has survived a vote of no confidence um, from uh, from his uh, yeah from uh, his. Uh, his own uh, MPs looks as though I mean nearly 150. Um, of you know those little creeps did vote against him, which I guess is just pretty good. But yeah, no, he'll hang on to to you know we'll we'll keep doing this dance until you know until we get to an election until year they, and then uh, until they find someone else. But that's going to take a very long time because Tories are like hmm. robots. Well, not robots. They're just like you know what was the problem no, they're you, fucking lizard people yeah, yeah like, they're, they're, they're like sound, robots they're like aliens <laughs> pretending to be real people to not sound too david ike but uh you know <laughs> they're like no but i mean they're, 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 yeah like they're not they're not like real people yeah. you know like they are they're not like when you when you go to not like proper human when you go to oxbridge and you know you've you went to Bo- eton and part of the budding club and all these sorts of things and uh, yeah i mean it, it's it kind of leads on nicely, actually, to the Platinum Jubilee chat. It's, it's, those are the people that, you know, really were... It. Those are all the freaks that, like, queued up for hours along the mall, you know, outside Buckingham Palace, waving their little flags to see fucking 
Queen with Adam Lambert doing yeah. a a very slow cool version room. of "We Will Rock You." That's what, yeah. Um, did you did you watch any of the? Uh, uh, well, of, of, of no. Stuff? But me mum said you got to watch Brian May on the roof. You could have been doing that. Like, no, I oh, I God. don't want to be playing "God Save the Queen" on my guitar because I don't like that song anyway i was thinking i was thinking about that a lot over the weekend about because it's because that that was that's 20 years ago that he did that which is insane that it's that long ago but like clearly he was doing it because in his mind it's like his version of Jimi hendrix playing the star spangled <laughs> banner isn't it like that's that's why he he agreed to do it yeah. but it's just like it like the two things couldn't be culturally further apart like Jimi hendrix was <laughs> Jimi Hendrix played Star Spangled Banner at like four in the morning at Woodstock to a half full field of just filthy hippies as part of a protest against the Vietnam War, um, and it you know it, it's 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 great it's mind blowing even if you listen to it today, and then Brian May was fucking playing God Save the Queen as part of like a jubilee celebration for the Queen like endorsing a fucking monarch in like a you know like a government royal family sanctioned event yeah it's just like it it's you couldn't come up with it in a lab if you tried to make a thing that was the the more opposite thing of Jimi hendrix doing the american national anthem it's so fucking stupid i mean he could have had his like say the badgers shirt and he could have like Spread the message, you know that he's he's always about he's about the. Oh, badges he did. Now. Yeah, he was wearing a jacket because uh, I, I I saw some of the 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 jubilee. I saw some of the concert, the the party at the palace thing. Um, <clears throat> because uh, my my girlfriend really wanted to see uh, Nile Rogers. Nile Rogers was one of the artists that was performing there. Um, and you know who doesn't love Nile Rogers? We like you know he's he's he. If you don't, if if you if you're struggling to place the name Nile Rogers, listeners, he's the guy that's in every single music documentary. Um, yeah. he's he's the he basically yeah, the guy with dreadlocks. He's was guitarist on a lot of uh, songs throughout the late seventies, eighties, disco. And, yeah, funk. Well, he wasn't a guitarist. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, he, he wrote, produced, produced them. That's why that's what I meant to say. He wrote, produced, yeah. recorded, played guitar, and everything. Yeah, he, he did the whole shebang. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh. he did, after after he basically invented disco. I mean, I obviously don't. I thought there was the Bee Gees. Okay, or you fucking music nerd. Don't tell me that he didn't invent <laughs> disco. I mean, he basically invented disco. Fuck off. Um, I, I, but yeah, I, I after he was, invented disco, he then went on. I thought he wanted to Bee write Gees, and produce music. Sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> No, I thought it was Daft Punk. Didn't Daft Punk? Oh, it was Daft Punk, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Pharrell and Daft Punk, wasn't it? Daft Punk. Mm. Um, Or Steely Dan, as they were known at the time. They were known as Steely Dan. Yeah. (laughs) Jacques Hughes. But yeah, yeah, him and Bernard Edwards, the the Sheik organization, went on to write and produce hits for everybody, including Diana Ross, who was headlining the, the party at the palace. Um, but yeah, Diana Ross, Madonna, Duran Duran, David Bowie, uh, Debbie Harry, Sister Sledge, everybody, everybody. Um, yeah, but, uh, and then of course, yeah, later in his career, yeah, you know, uh, did all that stuff with Daft Punk, but yeah, yeah. So my, my girlfriend wanted to see, uh, Nile Rogers perform at this thing. So we made the mistake of tuning into it live rather than watching it the next day on the iPlayer where you can skip ahead. Um, because. Watching it live meant that we, uh, 
So the actual like music started at 8 p.m., but the television coverage started at 7.30, which meant that there was a full half an hour of just bum-licking and dick-sucking. Oh, yeah, I saw a bit um, of it. Yeah, it was pretty... <sighs> You know. It was just, it was the BBC kind of just patting itself on the back for, because each of the interview segments they had was, like, one of them was all about Eurovision because, you know, there was the guy that did well at Eurovision um, and he was also performing at the, at the palace. So it was all about how great, you know, the BBC's coverage of Eurovision was. And then there was another segment where they interviewed one of the Strictly judges and um, I can't remember her name, the deaf actress from EastEnders that was on Strictly. Oh yeah. So yeah, again, it was yeah. just sort of like how great how great Strictly is and how great <laughs> yeah, fucking EastEnders it's is. A, it's an institution. I'll, I'll agree. It's a. Yep. I've se- I've had to endure every single Strictly because you know. Mm. And uh, for now, someone said you couldn't. We ITV is banned. You could not pay me. So we can't. You could not pay me to watch it. You could. I. I <laughs> but, but just put a. I would put a gun it's, in my mouth you before could, I would. You <laughs> could probably put every single episode on at the same time. It would be the exact same. Like the exact same. Yeah. Mo- like, I, all of those shows are. Yeah. I mean, all of those. All those live reality show vote things are. I mean, it, I, Peter K kind of nailed it when he did his like parody of like the X Factor thing, didn't yeah. he? The. Uh, Britain's got the pop factor or whatever. It, it it nailed all of those sort of all the cliches, the way that they stretch the show out, you know, they they pad the show with just sort of nonsense telling you what's coming up next and you know the the backstories of everybody involved and all of that shit. Um, Why do you've always got to go to but, some local school to dance like in their sort of built yeah. training for the week? I don't why you got to go to a yeah. primary school. I don't understand that. They always got to do it because yeah. it was a school I went to when I was young, so I thought I'd go there thirty years later. It, I mean, it could be, you know. It, I mean, it could, if I can't do that with my yeah, school, to, they've gone and bulldozed it down. Thanks for that. Just to say something pointlessly dark, it could be because all the producers are still sort of from that U tree uh, era, and they're just you know old habits, I guess. Um. Anyway, yeah, that you know that era of light entertainment. Anyway, um, yeah, and then uh, so the, yeah, the the other thing with like the Jubilee coverage was uh, just the BBC congratulating itself on how great its coverage of the Jubilee had been up to that point. And there was <laughs> like the thing that everybody sort of like just every sort of piece of coverage of all of the events I saw over the whole weekend was just sort of like. The the sentiment behind it was just sort of like, well, whether you love or hate the Queen, you have to love her because she's the Queen she's and everybody great. loves her. We all love the Queen and she's been the Queen for 70 years and we all love her. And whether you love or hate her, you have to love her. You have we, to love her because she's the Queen. We we're, we're all here. We're all here because we love the Queen and we all love the Queen and we love her and she's the Queen and she's been the Queen for 70 years. And whether you love or hate her, you have to love her. You have to love her because she's the queen. And it, it was just that over and over again. She's, she's. We all, we love our queen. We do love our mm. queen. God bless you, man. We love our queen, don't we, folks? We love the fantastic queen. One of the best, Big one queen. of the longest queens there's ever been from the standpoint of queens. My friend David Ike, he he saw her uh, blink several different uh, eye eyelids. He thinks he's a lizard. My queen. friend. My friend Prince Andrew, he gave Great he called guy. me. He said, "Don, Don, you're not going to believe it. My mom, my mom, she's been queen for seventy years. Can you believe that? She does. She does a terrific job. She does a terrific job. Fantastic." Um, 
yeah, so that was that was excruciating, and then uh, then the, the the fucking thing began, and uh, it obviously began with a pre-recorded sketch. Uh, and have you have you seen the the thing, the Paddington thing? No, I haven't. <laughs> I saw people talking I, about it, but I didn't see it because I did, you know. Yeah. I personally resent Paddington being used in that way, uh, to be honest. But I will say it could have been so much worse. It really could have been. Given, like, given the history of these sorts of uh, like excruciating comedy sketches that they do with the royals or with politicians from time to time, you know, whether it's for comic relief or whatever the fuck... Um, as soon as I saw them cutting to like a pre-recorded sketch, and you see like the back of a butler walking through Buckingham Palace, I was like, "Oh my god, here we go! Who's it going to be? Who's it? Gonna, is it going to be Corden? Have they got Corden in for this one? <laughs> is it going to be? Was, is it Rowan Atkinson? Are they going to get? Is it? Are they going to get like Mr. Bean to do like a funny butler thing? Uh, or, or, who else? Is it McIntyre? Are they, they going to get Michael McIntyre to interview the Queen and be a bit, you know, a little bit cheeky? Yeah, people do this, and then they do that. You notice when people do this, yeah. and then they do that. Have you ever noticed how poor people are stupid? <laughs> they do this, and then they do that. And they have John Bishop. They do that, and then they do that, don't they? They do though. They do that, and then they do that. Liverpool. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it could have been any number of those. You know. It, I. I mean. You think like. You remember, like, a few years ago when they got, like, Catherine Tate to do, oh, like, yeah. that sketch with Tony Blair? Yeah, that was epic. That was goated. Yeah. Because like, it, he wasn't it, bothered. It could have been, been something worse than that. And, I mean, I guess it, ultimately it wasn't. So I have to be grateful that <laughs> for that, at least. But still, I, was, I, yeah, I don't like Paddington being used in, in that way. It, it would have been great if it was, it was Ricky Gervais. He started going, uh, 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 uh. So, <sighs> yeah. Is, oh, you, the queen! What, oh, what, what gender is she? What, what ge- is she? Has she got a cock? Has the queen got a cock? Oh, have I offended you? Have I offended you? <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that shows how fucking easy his act is, doesn't it? Though, just fucking. I won a Golden Globe just, fifteen years ago. Yeah, still going on. About yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you remember the Office that I co-wrote with someone else who is clearly much funnier than me um yeah um but yeah it luckily it wasn't any of that although it was um it was kind of like emceed by lee mack and um yeah i'll you know i'll say i i like some of the stuff lee mack has done over the years i I remember the you know the the sketch show i don't remember that from uh, the the late 90s early 2000s on itv Sort of. Did you ever see that? It was yeah. Him, it was him, Tim Vine, Ronnie Ancona, uh, a bald comedian called Tim, Jim Tavare. I don't know if you remember him. He was very funny. Um, Karen Taylor. I think there was, there was another Australian lady. They remade it in America with, uh, with Kelsey. It was, it was sort of remade as Kelsey Grammer Presents the Sketch Show. And it had, uh, it had people like Paul F. Tompkins and Caitlin Olsen from Always Sunny in it. I think Lee Mack was the only one from the original UK version of the show that was also in the American one. Um, but that, that, that had some funny sketches in it. And I thought, you know, I, I like bits of his stand up and stuff, but um, he did it he, like after, I think it was Queen opened the whole thing and they did the, you know, the wanky Queen, yeah. thi- Queen sorry, Queen and Adam Lambert as, as their build. 
which thinking about it is like like kids today won't even care who Adam Lambert is, right? I mean, like he's he's from like twenty years ago now at this point. Like, like nobody cares who he is anymore. So I I I don't know. Um, we gotta we gotta do this. I mean, because because they got the same name. We gotta constantly have drag yeah, them and, out, even and, when they're ninety years old. <laughs> Brian, Brian May, May, you know, he did the thing twenty years ago. Did, he did the thing. He played. The, he played the I thing did, on the roof. I did see a bit of his solo. It did cock up. A, I think a few times I saw his soloing. I said he sort of yeah. hit a few dead notes here and there, but yeah, but it's like yeah, I I don't like those songs. I like Queen, but I don't like We Are the Champions. I don't like We Will Rock You. I don't like. Um, uh, well, well I think I think "Don't Stop Me Now" is a. Well, "Don't Stop Me Now" is a good one. "Don't Stop Me Now" is a good one, but um, it's like a, but they did a they did a like a it was a slower version of it. It didn't have the like the oomph and the energy that it yeah. normally has, um, <clears throat> which kind of sucked the air out of it. But yeah, I think I I noticed that yeah he sort of like fluffed a few of the notes on the solo, and it's just sort of like I think it's just because he was like he. He's old and his the whole fingers cut. The whole thing is just a big jerk off <laughs> by him, isn't it? Like, he yeah. Just, yeah. Well, no, I think it's, he's just you know he's looking for the right camera to look into. I think he's just yeah, he's just. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Lee Mack came out after Queen finished playing, and um, you know, got the crowd hyped, and that, like he sort of ran through like you know he ran through some of the uh, the other acts that were coming up later on. You know, he's like, oh, we're coming up later, we got Rod Stewart. And, oh, and cheers. <laughs> We got like yeah, we got you know uh, whoever, and then and then headline in tonight. We've got the Crankies, and like obviously that was like his big joke. And I was like, I couldn't. I was like, what year is this? Like that would have been dated if he did it back when Brian May played on the roof. Like that would have been a that would have been an old person's joke twenty years ago. (laughs) Like you think like if (laughs) like that, I, I I can imagine like watching Phoenix Knights and somebody making a joke like that in Phoenix Knights and then getting made fun of by the other characters. That's how, like, insane it is. Bob Carroll G's and Spit the Dog. Made... <sighs> yeah. Can- <laughs> uh, well, Cannon and Ball. That was, that's such a good bit. That is such a good bit in Phoenix Knights where he's like, it's, Bob Carroll G's is hosting like one of those like, like, uh, like Trisha style morning yeah. shows, isn't it? He's like, <laughs> It's still like a really like serious like Jerry Springer type show. There's this woman like sobbing, and then Spit the Dog just spits in her. Face. <laughs> Don't be disgusting, you bad bad boy. <laughs> oh, that was great, man. That show is. I looking back on it, I mean, like talking about Ricky Gervais, it is sort of like you know, looking back on it, it's kind of like it's nice to have like Phoenix Knights be like completely uncomplicated and unproblematic. Yeah. You know, you can still just enjoy it. You know, the people that made it don't seem like weird. Well, pricks well um there was that um guy who played um he had the glasses he had the i can't remember his name oh um daniel kitson yeah he fell out with peter k they don't like each other and yeah I, but i think he's daniel kitson because i mean he's he's sort of almost like a legendary figure in like british stand-up yeah um but i think he s- strikes me as someone that just because he, he, he's he's not really done any like tv or film work or anything like I, I think he just didn't like working on it not to say that you know i mean he, he's he sort of i think he, he did fall out with peter k and he accused him of sort of being like lazy and racist and stuff like that but i think that's 
I got to say, that's the only kind of negative stuff I've ever heard about Peter Kay. I haven't read everyone else by all other accounts. He seems to be a really nice guy and he seems to have just been happy with like the level of fame and the amount of money yeah. that he made. He's, you know, he's, he's not gone the Gervais route of no, having he to didn't sort go of to America and sell it being desperate for yeah. people to like, yeah, he's just sort of, he, he's sort of happy with like the, you know, where he got to and he, he could, he can afford to just work on the things that he wants to work on rather than, uh, you know, frantically uh, needing people to like him in the way that Ricky Gervais, or needing people to talk about him rather yeah. than like, you know, Ricky Gervais just needs people to be talking about him. He doesn't really, he's very, pro- he doesn't really have much social media presence, Peter, I don't think. But uh, yeah, I see some people, Good for I, him, frankly. I, I've seen some people do like slag him off on, on Twitter and things like because he does all the nostalgia. Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Do you remember the eighties? Do you remember? Yeah, I, but yeah, it's it's a setup to a further joke. Anyway, you don't. Yeah, you just I, I don't think it's, it. Yeah, I think it's a bit unfair <laughs> to sort of. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit unfair to reduce him to just that. It, it's in the same way that people used to sort of do that with. Uh, with like Les Dennis, Les Dennis was always just like the oh the, my mother-in-law, like it was, you know he was just Les the, the mother-in-law. Joke Les Dennis was, uh, the, was yeah Les Dawson, was not Les, family, Les Dennis family from uh, from Family Fortunes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I saw I saw part of an old episode of Family Fortunes um, a couple of weeks ago, and like the category was uh, things people put on their pancakes. Oh, this fucking God. fool says icing. <laughs> Icing, come on, man! Jesus, he was trying. He was like, he was like proto pointless. Um, he was trying to go for an obscure answer. He was just trying. Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah, trying to go for just the weirdest one. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, Les Dawson um, was a, a much better comedian than people give him credit for. He, he was much, much funnier than just the the mother in law stuff. And I mean, there's that there's that brilliant sketch of him playing the piano badly, like because. He was like a classically trained pianist and he was a really good piano player, but there's this whole thing where it's like he just keeps fucking up and then like, like kind of winking at the camera, like kind of like, like giving the camera like a thumbs up, like he's nailing it. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Peter Kay, yeah, Peter Kay, like you said, people sort of reduce it to just, ah, you remember remember Beverly Hills Cop and just stuff like that. But like you said, there's always like a, there's always like a punchline to it. There's always sort of like, um, yeah. One of my favorite jokes of his that keeps popping in my head recently is, um, there's a bloke that goes to the doctor and he says to the doctor, I keep, um, I keep getting these headaches and they're really bad. And the doctor says, can I ask you a personal question? Do you masturbate? And the man says, uh, well, yeah, I do. And the doctor says, it's magic, isn't it? Yeah, that's from his <laughs> first DVD. I've still got it. The only thing probably... That, that's, that's top of the tower, isn't it? Yeah, the, the only thing that would, they got deleted because I, I saw it on Channel 4, they deleted the bit at the end where he sings the Jim will fix it for you. It's like, oh no. That didn't, Ooh, that didn't yeah. age well. Well, well we didn't yeah, know at that time, yeah. or did we? Maybe we, no, no, no. We, didn't, we didn't know at the time. Yeah. but Well, you know, certain people. You yeah. Know, well, some people didn't come to people that held certain, anyway. Yeah, certain people that held certain political offices uh, around the country almost certainly knew, you know, in the same way that they almost certainly were complicit in covering up things like the Hillsborough disaster. Yeah. <clears throat> Margaret Thatcher. Um, anyway. Yeah. So with the, the, um, was there anything else I was going to say about the, the, you're, you're, the Jubilee? You were talking about Lee Mack and his bad jokes. Yeah, about, and then I mean, it, I mean, but that, like the Crankies isn't even a dad joke at this point. Yeah. That's a granddad joke. That is such a weird thing to, and it's yeah. like, it, 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 I can only imagine that it's one of two things. Either, either the the writers for the event were like, here's a list of pre-approved jokes 
that you can say. <laughs> or he was handed a bunch of material and he was like, what the you know what? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the Crankies. Can we get a reference to the Crankies in there? I'm a huge Crankies fan. I'm a huge day one OG Crankies fan. Like, Can we please get that in there? And I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think either of them are possible. Like, it, it's, it's entirely feasible in my mind that he had a bunch of like stuff written for him by people that are as old as or older than the Queen at this point. Um, you know, a bunch of those old school comedy writers that like, you know, that knew like Tommy Cooper and Tony Hancock, um, or Lee Mack was just like. You know, you know what? I'm northern. I want to, yeah, I want to put like a weird reference to the crankies in here, hmm. or in front of you know millions of people. I just think, I think it's it's probably, um, writers probably turn him. This is what this is what we want. Is it's almost like in I don't know, yeah, like in wrestling where they don't when they do their promos, it's all written for them now. They're not they're not they don't go out there and yeah, improvise. Yeah. So it all comes off kind of f- f- phony, but yeah. Yeah, they're not allowed to do that like they did in the old days where you see those promos where they're, they're clearly <laughs> clearly off their tits on cocaine, just yeah. huffing and puffing. Just, well, I'll tell you what, Mean Gene, I'm... <sighs> like, just, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you don't get any of that anymore. Oh yeah. yeah. Cup, cup of coffee in the big time, man, yeah. Ricky, Ricky, the steamboat dragon on the action. 90 plus thousand people watching, man. Yeah. Oh, man. R.I.P. 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 Randy Savage. Macho man. Um, yeah. Macho man. But, um, but this is the thing I, I should have watched I, in preparation for this podcast. I felt really silly now <laughs> because I, I saw the it's, little I mean, bit of Queen. I was just like, eh, not really bothered. Uh, saw saw Mac yeah. and I was like, oh dear. You, I used to kind, of, I used to kind, of, I saw his bit on um, Live at the Apollo. I thought it was quite funny, and I, I haven't really yeah. seen his show. Um, not going out. I haven't really seen that, so I don't. Can't oh, it's terrible. It, yeah, don't don't watch any of Lee Mac's uh, sitcoms. They're all but, uh, awful. Like it, like not going out is like. I mean, similarly to that joke. This is what makes me think that maybe it was his decision to make the joke about the crankies because not going out is like a sitcom from the seventies, but it it's been made within like the last decade. It, it's really, really odd. And it's like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I liked, I mean, I remember him on Graham Norton kind of taking the piss out of, um, Matt, Le- Joey from friends. As I call him, I don't want to call him that. Le- oh yeah. <laughs> Cause he was being a bit pompous and the Matt was kind of making fun of him. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I think, um, he does a game show now, I think, on Saturday nights on BBC One, I think. So he's kind of that, that's his new avenue now. We've it's like the, yeah, Michael, the Michael McIntyre kind of that's what you yeah, do now. You do game shows. It's like, you do the panel shows for long enough, and then you graduate <laughs> to yeah. They give you your own. They give you your own hosting gig. It's but, um, yeah. I like I said. I think some of his stand up is funny. He, clearly, he's one of those comedians that. It, uh, has the ability to be very funny and it's clearly naturally very funny and witty, but uh, has just decided to play it safe for the money. You know, he's, he's, just, yeah. he's, he's played the game. He's played the, 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 the panel show game and, you know, he's sort of done whatever he had to, to get his, you know, to get his sitcoms made. And, you know, I, you're not going to turn that 
tap off once it's running you know that the the the, the free money tap you know if you know fine whatever but yeah he's not uh, yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not because he had another uh sitcom after not going out where he played like a i think he played like a uh, like a mobile dj or something it uh yeah it's. I think the the funniest thing about Lee Mack is that um, he has like a framed poster of uh, the Joker movie in his office, and he's like he's like in his fifties, and he thinks that like the Joker is like a like a proper like masterpiece of film. He thinks like the Joker is legitimately the greatest film ever made. That is that's very very funny. <laughs> Well, a lot of people, unfortunately, do think it's a modern masterpiece, but it depends on your, uh, you know, your. Uh... I, yeah, but for I for a a man of yeah. his, like just thinking about who he is specifically, to think that Lee Mack is like a Joker stand, not just a Joker stand, but the film of the like you know specifically 2019's The Joker by Todd Phillips. That's very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Um, it's just one of those things. I think maybe he's just decided on how many years he's got left. I mean, after, like, Sean Locke has uh, he sadly passed. I mean, he, he, you never know yeah. how long you got left. So it's like, just try to make as yeah. much money as you can. Just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's, thanks for bringing that up. But yeah, I <laughs> Was I was I was I was in too good of a mood just then. So yeah, no, that's that's really put me in my place. Uh, yeah, no, that was that, yeah, man. Yeah, but I, I was thinking maybe you know what you know who cares? I mean, no one's gonna remember his silly stand. I mean, you, you should have really got Tim Vine for a, a few one-liner dad jokes. You get Tim Vine, someone like was it that, that's the right guy here. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Vine. Yeah, Tim Vine. Yeah, just get, yeah, he has just the, the get Guinness him to do a world few... record for the number, number <laughs> highest number of jokes in an hour or something. I mean, I like dad jokes, but there is, is too many for me. But I don't, I don't mind. He's all right. He's all, he could be all right. I think. I mean, yeah, the the idea of sort of what qualifies as a dad joke, I always find a little bit suspect. Yeah. Um, because because yeah, it's just it's I just a good the, pun. The, Oh, that's a yeah, I think joke. like yeah, the, the the term dad joke I think is also a little bit sort of <clears throat> I don't know, it's a little bit dismissive, a little bit kind of derisive. I, I don't I don't really like it that much. Mm. But um, yeah, I think yeah, Tim Vine. I prefer Tim Vine to um, what's that fucking the the annoying guy with the loud shirts, um, Milton Milton Jones. Milton Jones. Yeah. Well, uh, he he's, annoys me. He's not I, he's I not too he's not famous enough. I don't think Milton Jones, but like. Mass audience. I don't think I d- everyone's going to be like, "Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy?" But um, yeah. But the, I I, but in your, I just want to clarify. In your mind, Tim Vine is famous enough to to yeah. I think the, I think Platinum Jubilee. Yeah, I think Tim people. Would you know reckon that Tim Vine is famous enough to MC the Platinum Jubilee, but yeah. Milton Jones isn't? Yeah, because I think you're he's insane. Got, yeah, because Tim Vine, I think he's a bit more. I think if you surveyed people, no. And you were like, no, who's no, that I, guy? I who's that exactly, guy? If you surveyed people, <laughs> no, if you surveyed people, they would want Milton Jones. I agree. They should, they should choose Tim Vine. I think Tim Vine is the superior comedian. But yeah. no, they would, they would pick Milton Jones. All right. Well, yeah. Because people, because we can't fucking trust people. I mean, like, we, we've just been yeah. talking about fucking Boris Johnson and the Tories. So, it, yeah. No, they would pick, they would pick the wrong but, one. Yeah, but, as I, as I, I yeah, see no, with, I, uh, 
with my, with Twitter, you you you. It's Mutual Monday. You put out. Uh, I, I I don't know. Why I do this to myself, but I just thought, I don't know. What's your favorite Mortal Kombat character? And then people come up, come, one or two people who have main character syndrome, and they come up with silly answers, and it's, that's not a Mortal Kombat character. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, it's good when you just ask like a straightforward question, and like somebody that you don't. I think the, the key ingredient is that it's somebody that you don't really know uh, tries to riff. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just sort of like, uh, no. I wouldn't I mind really, if it was funny, but it just really wasn't, wasn't funny. Sorry. Uh, yeah, really wasn't trying to set. This wasn't like a setup for anything like that, man. I just kind of wanted to talk about, like, you know, stupid shit. It really wasn't trying to. This wasn't supposed to be like a jumping off point for any kind of riff. This is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Queen Jubilee, yeah, whatever. She's still alive, great. Um, and, you know, always, whether you love her or hate her, you know, you got to love her because she's the Queen. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the other thing. Um, Prince Charles's speech, I thought about posting this, but then I, I couldn't be bothered in the end, but I thought about posting a thing saying, uh, breaking news, uh, Queen Elizabeth II has passed away peacefully in her sleep during uh, Prince Charles's speech. Um, because his yeah. speech was just like, it's... He has the charisma of like a sock. Like he, it was like a, it was like watching a school kid reading an essay. It like his his cadence and his delivery was literally like, and you, mummy, you have been with us through Christmases and summers and Easter parties, and it was nice, and through the hard times and the good times and the in between times. And it was nice. And sometimes we'd have ice cream and I would have chocolate and you would have strawberry. And it was nice. Oh, isn't that nice? It's nice it was, to yeah, it, yeah. <sighs> it's just, like it's As just soon as he like, came out, he was like, it's he, the- he said something like, I, yeah, in, in honor of your royal highness majesty. And then I was like, I said, like jokingly, I said, mummy. <laughs> And then he fucking, a second later, he said, mummy. And I was like, you cut, you did the thing I did as a joke. You're doing it for real. I think they're doing it just because either it was the one they did either 10 years ago or 20, where he gets up on stage and he goes, your majesty, the queen, uh, mummy. And then everyone started going, ah, ha, ha, and applauding. And it was like a spontaneous thing because we got to repeat that. We got to keep, we don't have any. I think, yeah, because he. His his sort of um, secret ambition is that he's always wanted to be, he's always wanted Ooh, to be like a, he's always wanted to be like a comedy actor, isn't he? Like he's always yeah. like he always like sucked up to like Spike Milligan yeah. and like Tony Hancock, all the goon people. Um, like he, yeah, he always he always wanted to be like within with that crowd, because um, he wanted to be like the cool, funny royal. That's why he did all that stupid shit. Like when you know, the, when the full Monty came out, he was you know stood yeah. in line at the fucking job office, you know, trying to dance to hot stuff. And like that's that's why he does all that shit. Is because he thinks that he's the funny one. It's just it, yeah, it's just no man. Like you're a gross lizard person. You don't need to pretend to be funny. It's an you you have <laughs> you've got everything. Um, what was I gonna say? I you know this is the. And we're we're not the uh, target audience, really. We're the cynical, yeah. 
Oh yeah, with a yeah, with a, with a, with a what are we called? The dirtbag left. Dirtbag, right? Dirtbag contrarians out here. We out here. We making fun of every. We're so irreverent, I and mean, it's just yeah. like no. We're equal opportunity offenders. We're like South Park, really. You know, we <laughs> yeah. think both sides. We we actually think that both sides are pretty stupid uh, when it comes right and down it, to it. Yeah, and it's just and like, that, like caring about anything is uh, stupid. If you care about anything, you're stupid, and and you're gay. So uh, <laughs> so that it's 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 but it's, that's satire. It's, it's satire, the, uh, so it's fine. I, do, I, I, I just do feel like sometimes I don't, do I not, am I in some weird simulation where it's just like, like, like it, it, people get very, like, it's, what's the word, <laughs> emotional and invested and, and get mawkish yeah. about and send, and, oh, that's, oh, that's so funny. Oh, he said that. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, Dar Brian may play guitar. Yeah. That was so amazing. It's like. Yeah. I, I d- there's there's definitely an element of st- some of those things where it does it does feel like <laughs> like a sort of a, a Truman Show style prank, yeah. You know, like it's it's like it like that you're that that you feel like you're the weirdo for some reason for yeah. not liking that. Like I I I sometimes think that about like the popularity of like uh it's like cheering. Frank Turner. <laughs> I've never I've never gotten. Uh, yeah, Fra- Frank Turner or Headshot. Yeah, either of them. But like, yeah, I've never like the fact that people, especially with Frank Turner, because people love Frank Turner. People yeah. fucking people have like Frank Turner tattoos and shit. And um, I just he he's just nothing to me. Like it, his voice is so uh, like he sounds like a like a like a posh kid pretending to be like a you know like a Billy Bragg impersonator you know what i mean like yeah. I, he's he's nothing he's nothing i liked his uh his punk band that he used to be in um million dead i thought they were quite good but yeah all this all of his like solo acoustic stuff is just like i ugh. but people love it and i'm just like am i like you said i'm like is there am i missing something is there like <laughs> is there some software update in the simulation here that i've not been privy to yet that allows me to kind of tap in to the Frank Turner thing. I don't know. I just is is this something about Dorset that makes us so cynical, or is it that so something about home counties people? <laughs> if you're from the home counties, you seem to love all this kind of real, just basic, bland yeah. stuff. <laughs> you think? Yeah, all of the uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, <sighs> Yeah, all the kind of like uh, empire related crap, you know, all of that. Yeah, it's like whatever you call it, all of that kind of jingoism and stuff. Uh, well, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 I don't know I, whether it's a generational thing, whether it's just gender. It's, it, it seems to be more the elderly who seem to just. Mm. They identify with the queen, I guess, because she's she's old and they're old, and she's the last yeah. sort of remnant of an age of of England or Britain that is no longer really. I think, yeah. Also, it, it's a, a big part of it is this this uh, this huge hard on uh, for World War Two, yeah. um, and she's sort of one of the last surviving kind of big public figures that lived through it. Um, and it, yeah, I think it's just sort of like it. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, she represents that to a certain extent as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, 
didn't really pay attention. I spent uh, what was I, what was I even? I was probably on just Twitter, just whatever on on the YouTube's. That's basically where I hang out. And um, I mean, yeah, I spent I spent most of the weekend uh, rewatching Stranger Things so that I could mm. watch the new series. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah. I sort of watched the first half an hour or so of the Platinum I think- Jubilee concert. Watch an episode of Stranger Things and then tuned back into the concert for the end of it, so I could see uh, Diana Ross and and that and uh, and uh, Niall Rogers playing with Duran Duran, um, which was a little underwhelming. Like Niall Rogers is like one of the big names on the poster, and then it turned out that all he did was he he played one song with Duran Duran, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Um. Oh shit! What was I going to say? Damn it! It's gone now. Well, what we can do is, I think, like, we're already, we're going, we're going long on this episode, but I think we should lean into it because we've been away for so long that we should, like, you know, let's just have this be like a bumper episode. So I say we take a second break and then when we come back, we'll do our quiz and then we'll do, and we'll do cultural appropriation. Yeah. But yeah, Um, I've I've just remembered what what I was going to learn about. It was just, I think it was because. The England match, I was a bit annoyed about that. So I sort of didn't really want to watch anything to do with Jubilee anyway. I was just like, I was just annoyed oh, about yeah. the England game. So I was just a bit like, yeah, yes, do something else. I just want to block everything out. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was, it was a bit of a, I, everyone looked tired, didn't they? Yeah. I, it, 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 everyone looked kind of on their holidays a bit and um, not really like up for it. Well, I think it, it was just, it, it's just like, it, it's been such a punishing season in terms of like the pileup of fixtures and everything. I think it, it, it just, you have to let these people rest at some point. Like yeah. you have to let them actually like recover and let their bodies recover. And I think it was sort of seeing, you know, we're seeing what happens when you don't do that now. Um, and I think, you know, people are sort of saying, like, Oh, Southgate should have done this and should have done that. But it's like, if it was, if it was an actual match that really mattered, if it was like a pro- if it was a big game in a real tournament that actually mattered, he would have. I mean, he would have put out a a more experienced team. He would have made the changes in the match, you know, during the match to freshen things up and change things around when he had to. I, you know, it, 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 it like people are just sort of doing that yeah, thing that English fans thing do, do, where they're being hyper, yeah. yeah, the hypercritical kind of thing of like. And I think people aren't going to realize this until after Southgate goes, whenever he does go, um, how good we've had it with a manager like him versus like, because if it was up to the FA, don't forget, we would still have big set, like their, their recent appointments, the FA, like just don't give a shit about like when it comes to appointing England, like they, it's just like whoever they're mates with basically is who it comes down to. Like they don't, they don't actually give a shit about like a, you know, people like good, coaching or managers that are tactically adept or anything like that it, you know like they i mean they've proven that you know with whether it was you know Sven or Capello or McLaren or Roy Hodgson or Big Sam it like it the, people aren't going to realize uh, how lucky we've been to have Southgate for as long as we have until after he's gone i think um which is sad but then that is the way that England fans operate every everyone Everyone is shit at the time. Whatever they do is not good enough. And then uh, after they've gone, suddenly whoever comes in after them is nothing compared to the guy before, who we also hated, but is also much better than whoever is in there now. 
think the one that got away was uh, Harry Redknapp. We'll, that's the one we'll we'll yeah we'll never yeah. know. <laughs> we probably would have won back to back World Cups and Euros with Harry Redknapp. That was our that was our generation's uh, that was our generation's Clough, wasn't it? Like the fact yeah. that like uh, Brian Clough never. Uh, you know, famously never got the England job. I think, yeah, people always talk about like he was the greatest, the greatest England manager that never was. I think, yeah, I think we, yeah, they, the FA really fucked us by not uh, appointing Harry Redknapp when they had the opportunity. Um, we would have, yeah. I mean, I, but, I my contrary, I'm, I'm probably going to be a popper, but I didn't think Roy was the worst. I mean, we didn't, it didn't end well in Euro 2016, but I, I thought he did somewhat okay, but. Anyway, that's my opinion. Um, <laughs> everyone, everyone will probably get. I don't know. I, I, I felt like after Capello, I think after Capello, I thought he did not not great, but okay-ish. But yeah, Southgate. I mean, he never, he never settled. He never settled on like a like a best starting eleven. He like there, there was always chopping and changing. I never yeah, felt that anybody was, was very the, comfortable in what their role was. His decision to have Harry Kane taking the set pieces, yeah, um, that was the still later on. Me to this yeah. day, <laughs> I think that it was is like the, the the still trying to shove Rooney into that was the only thing. Just try, Rooney was still the the guy we still had to have shove Rooney in as wherever we could. Yeah, and that was the main problem. It was and yeah, and um, the pre Harry Kane and, era and where we were trying out um, Andy Carroll and. Yeah, <laughs> Ricky um, Lambert. And- <laughs> well, I was, gonna, I was gonna, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say uh, Jack Wilshire was like included in the squad, even if he if he'd been injured all season. Like you know, he could have Jack Wilshire could have played ninety seconds of first team football all season, and he would still be included <laughs> in every single England squad under Roy Hodgson. It was just sort of like it, yeah, just these sort of. Uh, odd loyalties to to players, so just this this thing of like, no, they've got to be in the squad no matter what, even if their form uh, didn't back any of that up. And then, like you said, just sort of the, the sort of weird thing where it's just sort of like, yeah, well, yeah, we'll just try them. Just yep, yeah, who, yeah, who's English and has scored within the last five games? Uh, oh, Ricky Lambert. Yep, okay, bring him in. Yep. It's a shame with um. Ricky Lambert, who's one of these, I think I saw in it a friend of the show, uh, Southampton fan James Foster, and uh, he, he enlightened yes. us that he's a, one of these anti-vax people. Not not James Foster, oh, but yeah, he's another Ricky, a Ricky Lambert uh, footballer. <laughs> Let's start that rumour as well, though. Let's start that rumour <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, James Foster's a fucking anti-vax. Uh, it, uh, James Foster claims to have gotten autism from the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but yeah. He, so, what is it about ex Southampton players? Because Letizia's gone full mm. fucking nut job as well, isn't he? He's gone like full anti vax, anti mask. Um, well, Jacker, kind of, you know, as well, right, right well, wing. Was, do your research. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, Jack. I think yeah, we talked about Jacker before, didn't we? About he, yeah, he, yeah. he got COVID after refusing the vaccine. Um, oh god, yeah, man. If he goes this summer, that would be just perfect wouldn't it i mean just he's he sort of he really does represent that last kind of vestige of the kind of shitty uh that's the thing that he's like he he has 
one or two moments where he actually can turn up and play well, but then he'll make an ass himself and get himself sent off. And it's, that's but that, yeah, that's that's how he get. That's how I'm and I'm wagging my finger very violently. Right, that's how he gets. Yeah, that's where he, he got he's, a goal he's against United. Man. He got he's a goal against United. That pinged right in the net. I was like, man, that, it was it that, was a goal of the season nominee. Yeah. But it, but it doesn't. It he does that. That's what he that's what he's ah. done ever since he first came in. He makes you think. He makes you think he's getting better. <laughs> he makes you believe that there's a good guy in there. But it's, no, it's a shame that no, just, just when he's on yeah. a good run, he gets on a good run of a couple of games. Then, then he'll get himself sent off for headbutting someone for no reason, or he'll call the ref a cunt. He'll do something <laughs> or completely, he'll or he'll just the fans. <laughs> yeah, 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 fucking whine at the fans, or he'll dive in two-footed when the ball is not even in our half. Yeah. You know, like he'll do something like that, and it's it's been like that for the entire seven years he's been here. It's just, it's no, he's never, he's never going to get better than this. This is, this is who he is. You have to, like they say, like they say on Twitter, you have to believe people when they show you who they are. This is who he is. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. We'll be right back. Yeah. Shut up. We're taking a break. <laughs> I'm all right. keeping that. Um, all right. All right. We'll take a, yeah, take another uh, quick break and then we'll do, yeah. I, that's all right, right? If we, we do like an extra long episode, because we've been away yeah, for so long. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go pee and get another drink. We'll be back in a minute. Okay, and we're back uh, for part three yeah. of, yeah, of this uh, mega episode. I guess we got, well, we got to be like, Six months of bullshit to catch up on. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, we got a, a a quiz that we're gonna do now because uh, it's been it's been so long. I think it would it's been so long since we've done an episode, and so long since we've done a quiz. I feel like I feel like we didn't do uh, any quizzes in the last few episodes before we took our break. Um, and this one, I'm kind of I'm dusting off uh, an old uh, an old classic here um, in that it's. It's one that I've I've done once before on an episode of a podcast, not this one, but a previous podcast that I don't think anybody's ever heard because um, it was, I believe it was during the 2014 World Cup and the device that it was recorded on was stolen shortly after the episode was recorded. So um, I think, were, were you, you were present for that recording, Lawrence? I, I can't I remember who was I there. I was, yes. I yeah, so it so. was it was sort of a it was the podcast for the old uh, the old record label that we uh, <laughs> we used to be a part of, um, and we did it. Yeah, we did a World Cup special. The, the podcast was called Hey Everybody Shut Up. We did a World Cup special called Hey Everybody World Cup, which uh, which is very very clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this game um, we're going to pit Lawrence's wits against uh, Wikipedia's, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play. Coach or Roach? And, uh, oh, you had an idea for a jingle earlier, so maybe you can, you can put that in here now. Oh, oh, oh. It, oh no, I didn't. I <laughs> he's reaching over for his guitar. Um, I, I meant like you could put it in and post, but all right. Oh, I got, I got it. Coach. Come on. Or Roach. Sorry. Anyway. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. There's. there's uh, Beautiful, beautiful. Was, uh, yeah. I was going to add the uh, last so, resort riff, but I forgot it. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did uh, it go? 
shit. Cut my life in ten pieces. This is my last resort. I've got a string missing, so I can't do it. Okay. Well, you get the idea. That was that was like watching uh, Get Back, wasn't it, listeners? Yeah. Just li- like watching Lawrence come up with that on the spot. That was that was beautiful. That was it was like watching watching Paul come up with uh, with with Get Back. Yeah. On the spot. Um, okay. So this game, the rules are very simple. I'm going to say the name of a guy, and Lawrence has to determine whether that guy is in uh, the new metal band Papa Roach, or whether he is a MLS coach, so the coach of a, uh, a a current coach of a team that is playing in uh, Major League Soccer in the US of A. So, uh, Lawrence, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Your knowledge of the the bat. I mean, were you much of a Papa Roach guy? You know, oh, growing yes. up on it, but we all know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, I have. I have. <laughs> I have in Infest, and I have the album they did after that. And pretty much love that, hate tragedy. Yeah, I got those two albums. That's pretty much a, as far as, as far as I went. To be fair, but so uh, you, you fell yeah. off when they did uh, "Getting Away with Murder" in two thousand and five. Yeah, I think I was way out. I lost interest by about two thousand three. Yeah. Also, yeah, that was sort of when I got into like Led Zeppelin and sort of prog prog yeah. rock bands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the even the even lamer shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I love it. I don't care. If I'm the only one who likes prog I rock, love it. then so be it. <laughs> if liking prog rock is a crime, then lock me up. <laughs> Guilty, Your uh, Honor. And under under my administration, it would be prog yeah. rock should be that's that's a yeah that's a punishable offense, frankly. Um, okay, so. So yeah, your knowledge of the the band members probably ex- you you said extends to the, like the lead singer, and yeah. that's about it. Basically, I died. Okay. I wasn't like so, yeah, I I didn't, wasn't much of a fan to know the whole name of the band. I just I liked that first record when I was like twelve, so I bought the second record. Yeah. thinking it would be, but it wasn't as good. So and then after that, I so just not, like I mean, not, yeah, it's not they're not Deftones, you know. Yeah, like, no, you no, they're no, learn all their names. no, 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 not so. No, no Deftones. No. I mean, because with Deftones, you got, you know, you got Chino, uh, Chino. There's Chino, uh, there's Abe Gino. Cunningham, Steph Carpenter. Uh, actually, I don't uh, know Jim, two members. Uh, Jim Willie. Because the, 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 yeah, Jimmy Billy Bob. Two members, actually, I don't know because the, well, Chi Cheng passed away, but. And new bassist, I don't know the name of the new bassist, and the guy who does all the sort of uh, pad sound of ambient synthy sounds, I don't know his name. Can't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe there's some crossover. I don't know. Maybe some of these uh, these guys, uh, I don't know, have, have played in both at, at some point. But uh, okay, you ready to play Coach or Roach? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I could do a okay. better jingle than that. Come on, Lawrence, you could do better than that. Just rubbish. Anyway, <laughs> if you if you can come up with one in post, just just put it in. Just uh, just drop it in. Yeah, I'll get my Gibson out. And start. Just I'll just play the last resort riff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's list some names here. Okay. Um, so number one, we got uh, Caleb Porter. 
Now, bear in mind, I'm going. I'm I'm doing current and past band members oh, yeah. of uh, of right. uh, of the band because they've been going. They've been going for quite a while. I mean, they formed in 1993, so wow. nearly uh, nearly 30 years. Who's still so they've listening? Been, they've been hard at it. Hmm? Who's, who's still listening to them? I mean, I mean exactly. Like, yeah, I mean that I is like, it's insane that they are still going. I mean, I like. But they, I mean, this stuff goes in cycles. I mean, like they could they could be doing uh, like a 20th anniversary tour for. Uh, Infest, you know, I, that that is, people do have nostalgia for this shit. I mean, like you know, like Alien Ant Farm, you know, did a, a tour recently for for their out, al- you know, whatever their album that had their two hits. The, the, on the, the one was a Michael Jackson song, but anyway. Um, well, yeah, and then they had movies as well. They, oh, you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're in that sort of hallowed hall of the two-hit wonder, as opposed mm. to you know, like just fading into one hit wonderdom and going away forever they had two hits before disappearing forever uh, oh right caleb what was it caleb um caleb porter porter hmm. yeah for this one uh i'm gonna go roach you reckon that uh, caleb porter was in papa roach yeah Okay. Um, what do you reckon he? What do you reckon he played? Out of interest, Ooh, maybe bum, bass or drums. I was gonna say bums. <laughs> Br- brum, yeah. Bubs, drums, bass. He played bubs. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> okay, but you you reckon he's in the rhythm section? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you're off to a, a bad start. That's ah. uh, that's that's a zero for you. Caleb Porter is the current head coach of Columbus Crew, oh. um, out of uh, out of Ohio, I, I presume. Um, so yeah, Columbus Crew, formerly known as Columbus Crew SC. I guess SC stands for soccer club. Okay, okay. Let's see if you can uh, let's see if you can rally here. Um, uh, have a look at my 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 tabs that I got open here. Uh, Nico Estevez. What do we reckon about Nico Estevez? You reckon he was in Papa Roach? Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Bear coach. in mind they were formed. Coach, I'll, I'll they were formed coach. in uh, Vacaville or Vacaville, uh, California. So it's obviously a very, very, very big uh, Latinx community in California. So just. Take that into consideration with Nico Estevez. Uh, I, I'll go coach. I'll go coach because, because, why not? Go crazy, man. They say coach. Okay. Estevez sounds like one of Charlie Sheen's brothers. Yeah, I mean, he could be. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, let's, uh, let's have a look. Um, it, yes, you are, you are correct. Do you want to, for a bonus point, do you want to try and guess which team he's the coach of? Um, which one? I'll give you a little bit of help to say that they're, it's a southern team. They're, in the, they're based in the south. Uh, FC Dallas. How did you do that? I don't know. That's, I can only that's correct. Of, that is, that's I, the, I can, can only you, think Am of, I sharing my screen by accident? No, How no, did you do that? Because I could only think of one. I, can, I, I can't think of many American soccer teams. Uh, but FC Dallas there's is all, one. There's all the Miamis. Oh, yeah. Well, there's more. But um, they were. How? That's insane, man. That's. <laughs> I just, okay. All right. All right. I've used me one. So you, well, you obscure football team that I know of MLS. 
but you yeah but that means that you've you've uh you've made good on missing that first point you're now yeah. you're now yeah so you're you're kind of uh uh not even but you know what i mean um okay okay next uh next uh next guy here next guy uh tony tony palermo Hmm. I'm gonna say coach. I'm gonna say coach. You reckon? You reckon Tony P is a coach? Um. Do you want to? You want to take another guess at what team he might be the uh, the coach um, of? Um. Uh, um, um, um. Seattle, isn't it? Seattle. Sound. What are they called? The um. Seattle's. Got a team. The Sounders. Sa- Sounders is that it? Sounders. Yeah, it's the Seattle Sounders. Uh, no, the Seattle Sounders coach is Brian Schmetzer, but uh, Tony Palermo unfortunately is the uh, drummer of uh, Papa Roach. Damn. Damn. So hard luck there. Is he like an OG um, member or is he like a newer? Let's have a look here. He was also in the drummer of punk rock bands of uh, Pulley and Unwritten Law, it says here. Um, I keep taking mm. my grass off, but they get a bit itchy on my nose. Oh, so he joined in 2007 after original drummer Dave Buckner was sent to rehab. Shouldn't have said the name of the original drummer. That's another thing that I can't use later oh. in the quiz. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, he's he's a well, I'd say fairly recent, but that's what's that fifteen years ago? So I guess he's, he's you know they've been around for nearly thirty years. He's been there for fifteen. That's uh, that's pretty good going. Um, okay, next guy up, uh, Jerry Horton. Now I think this might be the name of the guitarist in Papa Roach. I might be. Mm. I might be. Remembering a ring a bell, I'm gonna say Roach. So you're thinking Jerry Horton is Roach rather than Coach, and you reckon that he's the you say the guitarist? Yeah, I think he might be okay. one of the, he might be the one that was when he did Infest. It might be. I can't exactly, but I think it rings a bell. I'm actually going to give you a bonus point there because yes, he is. Not only is he in Papa Roach, he is. Yeah, he's the lead guitarist, backing vocalist, and founding member yeah. of California rock band Papa Roach. So yes, you. That's very well remembered. There we go. Thank you, Brain. Thank you, Brain. Yeah, that's that's. A, yeah, what a what a what a brilliant thing to have held on to all these years. Because. Uh, um, I was just trying to because I did look up a long time ago, like the Last Resort Rift. On the, just what is it? Mm. Remember it, and I. It was like he was teaching it, and I couldn't remember his name. But it was something. Jerry, I thought it was. It was either a Jerry or a Jim or a something. But Jerry, yeah, Jerry something Horn. with a J. Yeah, he's yeah, he's no no Wes Borland. I'll no. say that Wes Borland. Yeah, uh, yeah. kind of. Uh, yeah, the, the the most interesting thing about Limp Biscuit by a million fucking miles, uh, Wes Borland. Anyway. Um, we'll do. Let's do one more, and uh, actually no. Let's let's just do. I'll, we'll do two more. We'll do two more. Um, okay. Let's have a look here. Um, Jim Curtin. Jim Curtin. 
oh, coach. I'm going to say coach um, for Real Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I well, you're right. He is a coach. Uh, unfortunately, no. Real Salt Lake. Salt Lake is uh, Pablo Mastroni. But uh, no, Jim Curtin is the coach of Philadelphia Union. So you get a point for that. Okay. Um, So very well guessed there. Sorry, I'm trying to like add the scores up here. Um, Realize I probably should have sorted that out before we started the game. Um, Okay. Okay. One last one here. Uh, What do we reckon of Ben Luther? Ooh. Shall I go Roach or Coach for the fire for this Roach or Coach Roach? I'm going to say Roach. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm going to say either. Yeah, I'm going to go with Roach. He probably was, again, maybe he was like a bassist or something. Maybe he was like a bassist or. <laughs> I've. Oh my. <laughs> I've just looked it up. Um. I will give you uh, points. No points. Points won't cover it. I will. I will give you. Uh, I will give you ten. Uh, ten English pounds of real money if you can tell me the instrument that Ben Luther played <laughs> in uh, in in Papa Roach. Obviously, you're not allowed to look it up. Don't even try it because you know. Uh, if you it, could tell me like right now, what the instrument, instrument? is it? Like an obscure instrument, or is it like a guitar-based? Just. It's. I'm confident enough that I'm willing to put real money on the line that you will not guess what instrument this man played for Papa Roach. Is it is like a sitar? Or no. A, damn. That's that's uh, one of your guesses. I'll say that. Uh, I'll say you got three guesses. That's one. Bagpipe. <laughs> no. Although I mean, you know, we do. There is. There's previous there. There is Didgeri- previous in. You know, the, the, the bagpipe. <laughs> the bagpipe and uh, new metal alliance is an uneasy one, but there is there is precedent there, you know, with uh, Jonathan Davis and his awful, uh, you know, bagpipe uh, shenanigans and his stupid mic stand with the tits on it. What's the little? No, can't be that silly. No, uh, didn't play something like a flute or a corder. Imagine they had a bit of jazz flute and Papa Roach revert on you. No. Um, don't know. You giving up? Uh, the Glockenspiel. The Glockenspiel. The Marimba slash Glockenspiel. I mean, that's that's as that's a good that's as good as a guess as you could. He he played the trombone. He played <laughs> Ben Luther played the trombone for Papa Roach in 1993. <laughs> they were trying to be a um, ska band. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I cannot imagine what <laughs> I yeah. The just I don't know. Imagining b- being the guy that played trombone in Papa Roach—that is that's enough to get on your wow. reality show, Real Housewives. Yeah, Real man. I, yeah, I, I want to Papa Roach. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, I want a documentary. I want a documentary about that guy. Just a standalone documentary about about that one guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Ben Luther, nineteen ninety three. That was it. That was the the year that they formed, and then. Uh, 
he quit, and then it looks like, it, unfortunately, he was never replaced. They never got another trombone player, so no. he's the only guy. He he was the only one. That would have been such an interesting album if they had it on. Yeah, like there's no money. <laughs> there's no possession. Man, yeah. What what kind of yeah? I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about like you know uh, alternate realities and multiverses and stuff at the moment. But yeah, I do kind of want to see that universe where uh, Papa Roach hit it big with a, a trombone player as like one of their main guys. Um, anyway, that's the end of uh, of, of Coach or Roach. I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I think your your final score. Um, I forgot to write down that final guy. Uh, hang on, there we go. Ben Luther, you got yeah, you got correct. So you ended up with uh, six points out of six questions. So you got a couple wrong, but you got the you did manage to get the bonus points. You did manage to get the you know the the bonus points uh, when uh, when pressed on the ones that you got correct. So um, very well done. I, I underestimate. I did not expect you to do that well. That was uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it pays to know. Half a Papa Roach band from twenty yeah. fucking. Well, no, years I think you, you got. <laughs> you got no. You. Got, I think three out of the. Well, we. I mean, we obviously discounted uh, Jacoby, the lead singer. But yeah. I mean, you got. Yeah, you. Got, I mean, you, you. You know, three out of the four of the current members of Papa Roach, which I guess is kind of concerning, really. Uh, I was just guessing. Too. Well, one was sort of a half because I vaguely remembered his name, but. Yeah, just kind yeah of but now it's knowledge that's definitely yeah. in your brain. Like that's not going anywhere. Like you, you now yeah, I'll, definitely I'll forget. Do know. I'll forget. I'll because I always no because this is the shit that we've established that this is the type of shit that you don't ever forget. Yeah. So this you'll forget. You know, you'll forget something really important. You'll forget your pin number or something. But you, yeah, no, this you'll always know. You'll always know that Tony Palermo started playing drums uh, for Papa Roach in 2007 when Dave Buckner got sent to rehab. Um, so that'll be, you know, that's, that's forever, that knowledge. Well, Tony Palermo is an easy name to remember. Right? It's, it's, it sounds like yeah. kind of typical kind of mafia guy named Tony Palermo. Hey, Tony Palermo, Tony P, yeah. Hey, Tony Palermo. I, I, heard, he, I heard he played drums for Papa Roach after to, Dan Buckley got sent to rehab. Papa Roach. Who's Papa Roach? He's he, this new guy If you understand my meaning. This new guy, Papa If you know Roach. what I mean. He's playing trombone for Papa Roach now, if you uh, catch my drift. Yo, this guy. Oh, hey. Oh, I'm playing trombone for Papa Roach over here. Hey, man. <laughs> There's no possession, man. Only upset. My mafia voice has gone a bit wonky. I, yeah, what are you doing, man? I, yeah. I, um, I was trying to do sort of Marlon Brando, but I haven't got any cotton in my mouth. <laughs> some other good, uh, some other good names in the MLS coach list here. I mean, well, the only the only names Phil of Neville. note here are, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Phil Neville. I, I had to, I was kind of tempted to kind of call your bluff and think, like, you know, as far as as far as you know, maybe there is a Phil guy Neville called Phil Neville yeah. in in Papa Roach, but um, no. Yeah, we got uh, we got Phil Neville and uh, Bob Bradley, who uh, was Swansea manager for a little bit, and yeah. kind of looks like a he looks a little bit like uh, the Crypt Keeper from uh, uh, that TV show. Uh, but yeah, 
Um, yeah. Anyway, that was Coach or Roach. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll do a bit of uh, cultural appropriation now, and then uh, and then we'll end this uh, interminable nightmare. Okay, that was a cultural appropriation theme. And um, yeah, this is the bit in the show where we uh, step away from football and talk about other things that we like culturally. So, you know, music, telly, films, uh, whatever else. And recommend them to you, the listener, as the ultimate arbiters of uh, pop culture. Things that you may enjoy with our blessing. So, uh, Lawrence, have I filled enough time for you to recommend something? Okay, I've got a couple of things for you. Because um, okay. uh, Kay Bush is all back in the zeitgeist again, we all, and uh, I would recommend our album Hounds of Love. That's a pretty good album. Pretty good. Yeah. Good album. And bloody good album. Bloody, bloody good, good album. album. And uh, uh, Alison Krauss is another. Um, she will be uh, playing Glastonbury with Robert Plant this year, I think. Yes. So Alison Krauss. Uh, it's an album, one of her early albums she did. Uh, it's called "I've Got That Old Feeling." It's a very good old, good old bluegrassy Americana stuff in there. It's really great. Proper, um, yeah, proper Southern country music. Uh, now, yeah, I don't know how you feel about the Darkness, the band, but uh, <laughs> the the front man Justin Hawkins has a YouTube channel that I've. Sort of, I found on Sunday, uh, just algorithm, just it just came up in my algorithm on YouTube, and I watched his, and you know he's he's he's, he's all right, you know he watches like stuff that like popular songs, and he sort of goes through them on his guitar, and he sort of shows you how or this and that. It's it's pretty it's pretty interesting, you know. It's a different side to him. Justin Hawkins, you know, he seems okay. I don't know. I don't regardless of what you think of the darkness. I thought. You know, I quite enjoyed them at the time, yeah. personally. But they sort of, you know, had their moment, I guess. But um, yeah, Justin Hawkins, it, yeah, it rides again. It kind is, of, um, is the uh, YouTube channel. And um, one more thing, one more thing uh, to quote Columbo. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, is film uh, the Northman? I would very much. Yes, I've been looking forward to seeing this for a long time. I've heard it's very, very good. It's it's based on the um, the biggest Norse, I think, or uh, legend of Amleth, which basically Shakespeare copied and pasted this the legend of Amleth, Hamlet. So set the H, but at the beginning. So yeah, so it's about the uh, one of these legendary um, people mythology. Of Norse mythology, Amleth, story of him. Yeah, the Northman. Yes, mm. if you can find it anywhere. I be, check, yeah, I believe it's it. it's on it's on Amazon, I think, isn't it? It's on it's on Prime. Yeah. Um might be on it's, it's, Yeah. I've, I've been yeah, but I've been looking forward to seeing that for quite some time. I I really like the um that director. Uh what's his what's his name? Uh uh, is, it, is it David Eggers? What's his name? Yeah, David, David, David Egg, Eggman. Yeah, <laughs> Eggers. Uh, no, uh, Egg, David Egg, Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Sorry, um, Robert Eggers. <laughs> yeah, no, Dave Eggers is the writer. Yeah, I was going to say no, that doesn't sound right. Robert Eggers. Um, yeah, I really like the um, the lighthouse. Is his previous film? Did you did you see the lighthouse? I, I have not seen the lighthouse, unfortunately. I have not seen. I should, but uh, it's um. <laughs> 
it's I what I what I really like about the lighthouse is that there is that the only thing that you're ever uh, certain of in that film is that the two guys played by Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, uh, the only thing you are ever absolutely assured of uh, by the film is that they arrive at the lighthouse. Um, that's it. Every everything else in the film you is sort of left up to. Well, was this hallucinated? Was this imagined? Uh, is one of the guys is one of the guys gaslighting the other? Is one of them lying about something? Is you know did did one of these guys imagine something? Did, I, are there even are there even two guys? Are there are, are they even two separate guys that are there? I it, it yeah it's uh, it's great. It's a huge, beautiful uh, mind fuck of a movie. Very very stressful, but but very very good. Um, and yeah, his other film, the the witch, the the Vavitch. Um, as it was uh, styled as, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. So yeah, I've been looking forward to seeing the, the Northman for, for quite a while. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so those are your those are your wrecks. Yes, yes, they are. Okay. Um, so I'll recommend on the on the film tip. I'll recommend um, a film that's that's come out recently that I believe is still in cinemas. Um, but it'll probably be more widely available soon. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, just a yeah, a really uh, hard to describe, uh, but incredibly inventive film. Very, very funny. Has lots of heart. Um, directed by uh, the the well, the directing team that call themselves Daniels. There's two guys named Daniel. Um, they previously made a film called Swiss Army Man, which I also really enjoyed and um, starred. Daniel Radcliffe and, and Paul Dano. Daniel Radcliffe plays a, a corpse that gets a boner and uh, farts a, a lot. Um, I think I, I may have even recommended Swiss Army Man on a previous episode. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once is uh, yeah, great kind of uh, a great multiverse yarn um, with an incredible cast and just uh, yeah, it amazingly inventive. Just a, a, it just visually beautiful. So much of the uh, the kind of weirdness of it is all done kind of with the effects in camera. It feels like there's very little uh, CGI in there. You know, you, it feels like you're all you you're you're seeing you know like real um, real stuff that has heft. You know, like kind of real things happening in camera while it's all going on. So um, yeah, I'll recommend it. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, and. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't really think, uh, too far ahead with this. Um, hmm. I suppose it's, you know, well, it, it's, there's, it's an interesting, uh, time at the moment for, you know, there's, there's new music out by, uh, Arcade Fire and Kendrick Lamar and people like that. So it, you know, there's, there's I, Check out the stuff you've already been told to check out by everyone else, basically. I don't think I'm telling you anything new, you know, by saying that Kendrick Lamar's put a great album out and the Arcade Fire have put a great album out. Just, you know, you already know that, but I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm giving it the, the cosign here. Ooh. Two hours. Ooh. Two hours, 40 minutes. <laughs> My God. Well, yeah, yeah we could have. Bumper special. Yeah. <laughs> Could have pushed, uh, could have padded a little more over three hours, shouldn't we, really? But uh, yeah. Anyway, if you've been affected by any of the issues mentioned in this episode of Junior Funners, uh, please do email us at juniorfunners at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter 
we're at junior funners you can you know you can tweet at us i think our dms are open we've, we've only got like 10 followers so chuck us a follow please um please, please governor just chuck us a follow will you please <laughs> It's so cold out there without the, with, you know, in the, in the, in the lobby, in the lobby universe. <laughs> um, yeah. Follow. Yeah. Follow the podcast. Um, don't follow Lawrence. He's got no, enough don't followers. Follow me. Uh, God, don't follow me. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's already been canceled once. Um, uh, so oh, yeah, we don't need his account to get really bigger. Yeah. We'll um, get into that nonsense. You can, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you can follow me. I'm at Crispy Willis on Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, Lawrence, oh, you, if you find Lawrence on, on Twitter, then that's like an extra, you know, bonus Easter egg for you. But like I said, frankly, he doesn't need, he doesn't need the help. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's great. Fine. Mm. All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed um, this extra long episode to make away, to make, oh, to make up for how long we've been away. Hmm. See, the longer we've been going on, the more beer I've had. So uh, that's also a factor. Yeah, maybe maybe it's better that we don't go for a three-hour episode. Um, but, you know, yeah, okay. We'll see you soon. Bye.